0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, lady gentlemen, and gentlemen ladies, I am your hostess with the mostest, Alexander Rodriguez here for On The Rock's radio show, where celebrities and cocktails mix and sometimes a haunted doll, I don't know. Tonight we celebrate independent filmmaking and Halloween in one episode in this power player episode with filmmakers Micah Gala, with uh, Gallo, like the wine, uh, with his horror film Itsy Bitsy, and I cannot wait to show you the trailer, Jorge Shalalpa. That's how you say it, right? Okay, Shalapa. I'm so bad with Latino names. Who knew? Uh, Premiering his new film, Valentina, this week at the Marina Del Rey Film Festival. And we have funny lady and actress, Suzanne Wang, uh, who is an independent film sweetheart. She's done everything under the sun with my guest co-host, telenovela and reality star, Enrique... I can't even roll my R's. Enrique... Just pretend that was rolled. Enrique Sapene and our resident psychic and medium... Shauna Leolani with a special appearance by Stephanie, the haunted doll, who could kick Annabelle's ass, I'm just telling you. Let the drinks begin!
1: Thank you for being... Boulevard. Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast.
0: myself on my own show. There I am. Can we my a little applause? Chris. Chris. I know you're new, but come on. There we go. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. Better than Will and Grace. <laughs> Happy Halloweeny! Halloween is my favorite season. It, it just is. What do you call a fat pumpkin? I don't know. Plumkin. How did you know? <laughs> a plumpkin. And English is like your 10th language and you yeah. use a pumpkin. Oh, you know really it. got that. Said, who knew? I was like, nobody's going to get that. <laughs> um, who did Frankenstein take to the dance? A ghoul. His ghoul friend. What is wrong? Did you study like yeah. Halloween jokes? Um, what is a vampire's favorite fruit? Nectarine. Blood Wait a minute. Orange. This is creepy. Oh. No, it's a ne- nectarine. Hello, you're the <laughs> psychic with I spiritual I might have I might
3: have gotten to your notes
0: before you sat in your chair. <laughs> well, we know you can't read, so that can't be it. Oh, that gets it. Chris, we have to talk about who gets applause and who doesn't. Anyway, I'm so excited tonight because I love and support our independent filmmakers. Uh, You know, last week I was in the Palm Springs LGBT Film Festival introducing and moderating films. um, And I heard the best quote from a director as to why do we kill ourselves on a zero budget, zero locations. um, And the hashtag we got from it was we need it. We need to tell our stories. We need more diversity. We need to be uncensored. We need more films with me in it. Um, hashtag we need it. Do you see how I snuck that in there, Mike? Itsy bitsy needs uh, another victim. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag we need it. But it's true. We need independent films. Um, but we're going to talk about how the studios, I think, are kind of creeping into the independent film a little bit. Back off. We got it covered. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and of course we are streaming Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego. Hello, San Diego. True FM in Ohio. What's up, Ohio? And nationally on Reverie Network and Bear World Magazine. Roar. Uh, Check out Bear World Magazine every week for my interviews, uh, fun movie reviews, and of course my movie news Mondays. This last week we talked about Tom Cruise's uh, Derriere. And he had the worst opening since 2012 in Jack Reacher. I'm sure he's had worse openings than that. But it's just rumors, allegedly. I'm not. I'm not giving any any info <laughs> away here. All right, sweetie. Uh, for our audio listeners, you can check out the video stream on our Facebook page, on the Rocks Radio Show, and now the Hillcrest Social app with all of our free streaming video. And on the Hillcrest Social app. Available for free, like I said. They have tons of concert giveaways, product giveaways, um, so check it out. Mama Rose, my mom, is in the chat room on UBNradio.com and on our Facebook chat room. Um, she's answering all of your questions. She has done her diligent research, and so she will answer your questions. She will also interrupt the show with your questions, so feel free to ask away. Keep her company, because I know she has a bottle of wine or a Pinot Grigio <laughs> or vodka or something. Um, help her remain sober. <laughs> uh, hello to our new engineer, Chris. Chris, who fell asleep on last week's show, by the way. Thanks so much. Oh, and it looks like we're about it again. Uh, I need to book more, like, Playboy models to keep you awake. Anyway, I'm posting a picture of Chris because he's, he's the voice behind. People don't realize how sexy Chris is, um, and he's single. So we're going to post that. Go to Instagram at on the rocks on Air. We're going to post a picture of Chris.
4: Why do you say it that way?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna get from him is that button push like this. You must be real fun on a date. What's your girl type? Mute. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Peg leg. Interesting. interesting? <laughs> you talk about Mother Teresa. She's pretty interesting. Does that get you going? Um, thicker a little bit. Um, thicker a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Hello. let's get you more vodka then, then we'll see um, we are not without ha- heart here even though it seems like it um, I can be a real bitch um, our hearts and prayers go out to the victims and their families all over the world uh, what the hell is going on by the way Don't just post nice things on Facebook. Volunteer, donate, get involved politically to make your voice heard, whatever your opinions are, as long as they match mine and we'll be fine. But seriously, get involved, people. How many posts are we going to get on Facebook? Pray, share, if you like Jesus. Whoop whoop for Jesus. Yes, whoop whoop for Jesus, but what about whoop whoop for getting involved? uh okay Preach. <laughs> that, that Preach. Preach. Yeah. and you know we never get preachy on the show <laughs> we're not political we're not religious we're not sober it's just it's whatever welcome back to our show our resident paranormal princess Shauna Leilani.
5: Hello, thank you for having me. This is our
0: two-year friendship anniversary.
5: It is. Happy friend you Thank you.
0: You're so quiet today.
5: I am. I'm, I'm working on it, though. Yes, I'm working all right. On it. All right.
0: <laughs> um, Shauna is a psychic by day and a ghost hunter by night. She began her spiritual path at an early age when she first discovered her love of tarot cards, and she moved on to study dice casting energy healing, animal communication, maybe you can talk to the president, and the magical practices of her Hawaiian and Italian heritage. What is Thanksgiving at your house like, by the way? What do you serve for Hawaiian and Italian?
5: Uh, Lots of pineapple and spaghetti.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you put pineapple on your pizza then.
5: See, it does work.
0: For all those people that say it, it doesn't work. Shana works as a psychic reader and class instructor at the Green Man Store in North Hollywood. And you guys, she ghost hunts. With the all female ghost hunting group, the LA Paradolls, which I had the benefit of spending the evening with, and that was real fun because it was at a bar. Real fun. Um, Shauna has brought with her a good friend of On the Rocks, Stephanie the Haunted Doll. Welcome back, Shauna and Stephanie. Whoop whoop.
5: Thank you for having us.
0: Now, do you get super busy during Halloween because everybody's like, ooh, goose ghost ghosts? <laughs> That's a gay ghost, is a ghost.
5: <laughs> ghost and goblins. Yes, yes, my October is going to be insane. It's my favorite month of the year, but I I probably won't sleep for the duration of all of this.
0: Now, but is there some truth in that this is a season where ghosts can... can
5: Yeah. Why? Why Halloween? Well, Halloween is based off of an ancient holiday called Samhain, and that is when the veil between our world and the next is at at its thinnest. I love a good veil. Hey, now. Yes. <laughs> um, but but throughout this month, people um, start to see more things. There's more spiritual activity um, around this time. I have a lot more readings from people going. I think I'm insane because I'm seeing my dead grandma. I'm like, no, nah, she's just coming to visit. It's it's the time. It is the season.
0: She's back to see the new re- reboot of Will and Grace.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but is it healthy for people to connect with people that they've lost?
5: I think so I think it's healthy as long as there's closure involved there is this barrier that you have to have that you have to realize they've moved on they have their own thing going on so it's not cool to use a medium as like your cell phone to talk to the dead but if there's like messages or closure that needs needs to happen then absolutely
0: do you ever use your ability for your own personal are you like "Mm, I want to talk to somebody that's passed or I want to put a spell on somebody
5: Well, I was cursing someone before I came in. You were. um, Was (laughs) it? No. Was it the parking attendant?
0: (laughs) Suzanne Wang is here. Wong. (laughs) Wong. I got the Wong pronunciation. Oh, did you like how I did that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I did, Suzanne. Poor Suzanne has had has had a nightmare with this parking situation. I'm so sorry.
1: Being in Spinal Tap, trying to find the stage.
0: Yes, the cord goes on the left here. Thank you. Yes. Uh, um. All right. Um, okay, so y- you put spells on, y- on people y- yourself?
5: No, no, well, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes if the occasion calls for it.
0: Now, how often do you see visions or you feel something? Is it like you go to buy like uh, soap at the store and you're like, oh, God, this person has this stuff going on. Are you able to shut it off and on?
5: Yeah, I've learned over time to shut it off because I think it's rude. Um, so it's just one of those things. I'm so nosy. I
0: would use my powers all the time. <laughs> well,
5: you know what? When you grow up with it, and you grow up in a household where everyone's sensitive, there's no secrets. There's no pulling crap when you're like an angsty teenager. When your mom and, and you were a naughty says, teenager, I was horrible. So, <laughs> so they knew <laughs> everything you were doing. Yeah. So it was really the hard library, to, like, get away really. From it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I've learned um, just out of respect from those things to turn off. Sometimes it still happens, but not as often. There is. I've found my switch, my on and off switch.
0: Now does it affect your relationship? I know you have you have such a great relationship with your husband. I see all the Instagram posts. Does it affect it though? A little bit being kind of intuitive like if he's not telling you what's bothering him, or he's in a bad mood, or... Yes,
5: our fights are really interesting when I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, I'm psychic. You can't lie to me. <laughs> um, so that that is really a line that is used at home. But, I mean, not really. And he's really fairly intuitive himself. Um, he doesn't practice magic, but he is aware of it. He does believe in it. And one time I actually had, like, oils on my hand from dressing a candle. I went to rub his shoulders, and he thought I was, like, low pro putting a spell on him. And he was like, what are you doing to me? I smell it. What is it? I'm like, I just, I'm sorry. I forgot to wash my hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bewitched. The fights I'd have at, 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 at be, Bewitched. Now, I get this question from a lot of listeners when talking to a psychic or medium is what is your relationship with religion? Like the first thing people ask is like, oh, can you, can you see if Jesus is there or Moses is there or Muhammad or Buddha? Like what's happening?
5: My, first of all, I've met psychics of all religious backgrounds. Um, so my personal opinion on it is that God is one enti- entity. God is love. And it's just whichever way we decide to view God that makes us comfortable, that lets us have that connection to it. Um, so really, I don't believe that there is a wrong answer just as long as you're using spirituality and the power of that connection the correct way. I love that.
0: So God is not a pepperoni pizza with pineapple. It
5: might be for you. To you? Might be. Believe me. <laughs> I go
0: to church a lot then. <laughs> 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 that, that, that's all I have to say. All right. Um, what is the scariest place that you've ghost hunted?
5: It's actually been an apartment that I investigated. I've seen a lot of scary year.
0: apartments in LA, I'll tell you that yeah. much. Rent control. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> this one was pretty terrifying. There was, it was just it was very interesting. All of the activity was concentrated in one room. The rest of the apartment was absolutely immaculate in the one room where all the creepy stuff happened, the closet door opened by itself and then slammed itself. There was cockroaches all over it, um, but it was only in the one room, which was the weird part. You know, it wasn't the everywhere else was clean. Mm. But as we were leaving and the resident was walking us out, we were talking, and I watched her hair get lifted up and stand up completely oh, straight. No. And when I took my camera out to record it, it just dropped. I'm like, okay, well I'm done. <laughs>
0: That's creepy. Yeah,
5: it, it really was. It turns out, well, the apartment got torn down since, but there was actually two oil fires on there before it became an apartment building, too. So, but that was pretty terrifying. That whole place was really trippy.
0: But you're able to shake it off and, and, and go on um, f- from that. We actually have a picture from one of your ghost hunting. It's, it's there's there's a figure in the smoke, and you, you call this process of, of ghost hunting or seeking out, you
5: call this? Smoke Scrying. Smoke Smoke So Scrying is the That's my grinder name. Oh hey now, <laughs> um, <so> no screen! <laughs> I look good, girl. It's the art of being able to see images out of different things. A lot of people commonly do it with clouds. Um, so what we did with this picture, we Chris makes his
0: own clouds. That's so it, it, interesting.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Still
0: no response. Hello, I think you're like a robot. We plugged in. Play that picture uh, again. Okay.
5: So, so with what's going on in this picture, we actually lit um, sight incense, which helps open your third eye and your psychic senses. And we were actually doing um, a paranormal investigation at a haunted bar, trying to talk with the spirits. And when this one came up, we were like, can you show us your face? And then when we looked at it later, like, you can actually see a little face in there. It's
2: creepy.
0: It's funny. The night that I did the ghost hunting with you, you know, I felt all of a sudden this whoosh of, of cold chills. And then the pictures that I took that night had all of these orbs all over the place. That's and right. it was so – because there was a lot of orbs. Yeah. Orbs love me. <laughs> I love orbs. <laughs> <laughs> um Tell me about Stephanie. Now Stephanie has been a friend of on the rocks. In fact, we took her out to the Abbey last time yes, you were we here. Did. she had a very good time. <laughs> Tell me about Stephanie because we have a picture of Stephanie with some of your other artifacts.
5: Yes. So Stephanie is my haunted doll. She has a spirit attached to her um, of a woman that was severely autistic in life, and now um, her spirit kind of identifies as a little girl. So Stephanie is very childlike. She really likes to go out and play and make friends and have fun very much. So she definitely has a crush on you. Um, we actually actually uh-huh. used her in a Ouija she has board. has taste. Yes, obviously. Um, we used her in a Ouija board workshop not too long ago, and we asked her, like, do you have any friends? And she spelled out Alex. And I'm like, do you mean Alexander? So I think she does have a crush on we, you. I
0: talk about her all the time, don't I? Like, I text her, <laughs> I'm like, how's Stephanie doing? Yeah. She, she
5: was very excited, to have her little photo shoot to send you some photos. <laughs> 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 That's so hot. <laughs> Stephanie on the beach. <laughs> Stephanie enjoys
0: <laughs> long walks and pumpkin soup. Um, uh,
5: but things do happen
0: around her. When she was on the show the first time, the lights were going out. Uh, you got in a car accident with her. Yeah. Is she the
1: reason why I couldn't find parking? Possibly. possibly. <laughs> you know what? She might be jealous of another female presence.
0: That's not even That's not a joke. even a
5: joke. It totally could be. She's really, really nice as long as you're nice to her, but she definitely can cop an attitude. And Stephanie, you're jealous. looking great she's today. Assassin. Yes. Yeah. She is right? looking good.
0: Yes. Great dress, girl. Hair is <laughs> <Working> on. Working it. <laughs> <laughs> <She stands laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Cockwaffle. waffle. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so we also have to talk about your hobby, which is so fascinating, which has kind of come to you over the last couple of years. You're burlesque dancer too.
5: Yes, yes, I am, and I am absolutely loving it. And I've found a way to kind of mesh together all of my favorite things. So now I have a witchcraft themed burlesque show. Oh my
0: god, you guys! Oh, how cool! So we yeah. have a picture of you in your burlesque finery.
5: Yes, <laughs> you show a lot too. That's a
0: conservative pick.
5: Yes, that that's very very conservative. I was feeling modest that day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so great for Halloween.
0: Well, and (laughs) thank you, you Suzanne. This is why, you know, she's so good. TV host yourself, (laughs) hello. (laughs) She's hosted every type of show from pets to house hunters to everything. Um, But you are doing a show October 18th at the world famous El Cid, which has its own history.
5: Oh, yes, it's very haunted. So, as I said, all my favorite things witchcraft, ghosts, alcohol, and boobies like all of it.
1: Wait, are you saying that the El Cid is haunted? (laughs) That place is? Yes, it is. I've been there before. Really? And yeah. Casita
0: Del Campo, too. Yeah, and which i have mean, performed theater. Theater. I'm there. I'm, yeah.
1: But I don't think those those don't feel like bad spirits. I have no. good energy at Casita Del Campo. I,
5: I love Casita Del Campo. We're actually doing an event there later this month as well at the Cavern Club Theater. Like beneath yes, yeah. I love that theater. <laughs> yeah, the, the spirits there are really friendly, but they're definitely there. Interesting. But yeah.
0: spirits reflect the energy that you bring to it.
5: I mean, oh. y- yes, mm. like, you know, with Stephanie, if you're nice to her, she's going to be nice to you, but it can go either way. But sometimes you just have those like cranky negative spirits and they're there. I don't think that there is yeah, common. Yeah, i I'm feeling that on the show. Yeah, you're vibing <laughs> <of> that? <Yeah. laughs> <Yes>. Enrique! <laughs> I lived
1: in a house in North Hollywood. I owned it for 10 years that definitely had spirits in it. And I wouldn't have necessarily believed that until I experienced it. And it wasn't that they were... either negative or positive it it was like they were just restless and they it was a way station between life and death or something and so I would come home and lights would be off or on and doors would be open or closed and drawers would be open or closed and I just thought what is happening yeah
0: I I, when I first came to LA uh, my cousin was renting a huge house on Mulholland Drive and he was never there because he was traveling all the time and the, uh, all the drawers would w- if you would leave a room you'd come back and all the drawers would be open and I'm not even kidding you right. the doorbell would ring constantly I'd be downstairs and I would hear footsteps all the time and then you would just hear the doors close constantly and it was just it wasn't malicious but it was just scary mm-hmm. the last thing because the bottom didn't have any windows on the, on the bottom floor and I was shaving and then the door slammed and the towel flew up I literally oh. called my mom from San Clemente and she drove in the middle it was 3am and she drove to pick me up and I never went back into that house
1: I did a white sage burning th- ceremony and I had a Native American healer come and sort of Suzanne, clear the all house. all sage matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. I should have used yellow sage. That would have worked better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love
0: Suzanne. She's so politically delicious. Um, Chris, p- play the poster, though. Uh, October 18th, it's called...
5: Salen. And from Bell Book and Candle. So our show is officially called Bell Book and Candle. And each month we have different themes. So this one, obviously, it's Halloween, so we're calling it Salon. But, yes, we are the witches of Bell Book and Candle.
0: I love it. So it's a show. It's some It's some readings. And yeah, it's we, we have
5: psychics. We have onstage rituals at every show. So, like I said, it's it's ghosts, booze, boobs, witchcraft, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Just to add balls
0: to that and I'll be there. Sometimes, yeah.
5: We have our gorgeous little stage kitten, yeah
0: oh oh, yeah i'm in um where can i mean you're gonna be chiming you're my one of my co-hosts you're gonna be chiming in if you feel something you're gonna you're gonna chime in um and obviously energy on a set is is key to making a successful project so we're gonna yes. talk about that where can our listeners find you
5: you can find me um on intuitiveshauna.com, and i'm on instagram and twitter and everywhere under intuitive Shana.
0: And you do private readings, you do tarot cards, you also do spells. I do spells. Ener-
5: Yeah, spells, energy healings, you name it, and I do it. And if I don't, maybe Stephanie does. So just depending on, Take on the Take Stephanie out for a drink. She's a drinker, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and she's a little bit sh- of a lush. She's, she's a, a little lush. bit of a problem. We're, we're,
0: we're <laughs> such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, welcome back my frenemy and entertainment personality, Enrique Sapene. Yeah. Enrique's wow. career. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's the sound of a piñata exploding. Um, and Enrique's career could fill a book, uh, and he has entertained audiences internationally as a reporter on Univision Network, co-hosted with Carmen Electra, co-hosted Style Eyes Miami, where he worked with Jay Rodriguez, of course from Queer Eye, Victoria's Secret supermodel. Did that get you awake? <laughs> oh, God. We go. Oh, no, because he likes them thicker, remember? Yeah, that's right. Um, this man. Yeah, so. yeah. Enrique's uh, novella credits are many and all in Spanish, so I can't pronounce them. Uh, but he's been well known in households in 13 countries, not just the households in West Hollywood. Um, <laughs> <Those> <laughs> his films have appeared at Sundance, Showtime, and he has co starred with Jennifer Tilley and uh, a friend of On the Rock's, Maria Conchita Alonso. He's produced segments for Entertainment Tonight uh, and Wendy Williams Show. Hmm. I don't know if I like that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was good. We had a good experience. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, and <laughs> recently appeared on two episodes of Jimmy Kimmel Live for ABC as a foreign correspondent journalist, dabbling in reality TV in the last couple of years. He was part of the cast of the new uh, or of the uh, We TV docu series, which I was addicted to. First episode is free on YouTube. Do yourself a favor. It's called My Life Is a Telenovela. And his tagline, which went viral, is called This Is What I Think of Your Brunch and he threw like a dish down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so it's so it's been turned into a gif, gif, jiffy <laughs> pop, whatever you want to call it. You guys go to YouTube and look up the free pilot and it's 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 housewives and then some. And then literally you came from filming today, which we have a sneak peek clip. They put a clip together just for the show today. Um, You're in Famosa Latina. It's called
3: Rica Famosa Latina. Whatever. Which (laughs) is like rich, famous Latin that the latino housewife so
0: it's it literally is and you are the instigator
3: well the, no actually which is so weird this time around I'm actually like the Jiminy Cricket of the whole thing which is so because oh, of your size yeah and that ma- makes perfect sense but you're dressed
0: but, like a lesbian that doesn't fit
3: no I was channeling you you're like um, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I shaped my mustache a moment um, from our sponsors <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, but uh, actually, yeah, it's about the seven women and their lives, and they're, it's the Latin version of, of the Real Housewives.
0: So how does reality TV differ from the Latino? Because you, you've done both. You did for We TV was an English show, and this is a Spanish show. How, how does that differ? Well,
3: um, the Latino ones, they cut each other.
0: For real. They cut it. In each fact, other. I was in the car with you when Patricia, your friend, who's a huge star, by the way, yeah. was like uh, st- stabbed in the hand or there was s- something going on. Oh, well, you they've... don't
1: mean insult? You mean actually. No, they actually, night.
0: they've oh. cut each <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the telenovelas, too. When they slap somebody, they really slap somebody. Like, their earrings fly, <laughs> and there's like a handprint for the rest of the <laughs> Whoa. scene. They've had a
3: couple of incidents where, like, yeah, let's just say there was blood all over the place. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't mess around, and they're beautiful. This, you know, like, yeah, boobs, there's no ugly boobs, latinas. Hair, but you know, boobs and whatever, everything all over the place. When you but say yeah. that, it just
0: creeps me out. My <laughs> way. <laughs> well, you that.
3: know, boobs. Don't say um, that word again. <laughs> 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 Hashtag not boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yeah, and but then they go at it. It's insane. It's crazy.
0: And you're at the center of it because all these women love you because you're the fashionable guy to hang out with, do brunch with. I became
3: like the token gay boy on the end. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, hang out with them and we go do all And then all you this, sell like, their secrets. I to get all that gossip and everything. Which, no, but the irony is that I've worked with them, all of them at some point, because a lot of them are ex telenovela actresses. And now, or you know, ex cons. Or ex cons. Or both. That's true. <laughs> no. And then, you know, I'm not both of you. know, I'm not joking mm-hmm. with that one. Um, but uh, yeah, so now they've, you know, some of them are not like on real estate or whatever. Or like claim they're business women, whatever it is. But they're now on the show. So I know where all the buddies are buried kind of deal.
0: So, you know, we're celebrating independent filmmaking. And I want to know, because you did Mismatch in Heaven, which has played the film circuit. Right. But you've done projects, big budgets, smaller budgets, Latino budgets, American budgets. What makes you say yes to a project?
3: Well, it depends. I mean, usually the story. I just... I, as long as I, it features you well of course <laughs> <no>. but uh, <laughs> you know when i read the story uh, you know if, if i respond to it absolutely i don't care what the budget is worth. it's more of like an attitude of like let's make it happen how do we make this happen
0: now what's your process an actor when you get the script do you highlight your parts first do you do research like like what is your acting process before you get to set
3: well that's what i like about being an actor is like you get to create this new life so and i'm old school with it with you know like i was trained with Strasburg and I actually trained with Anna Strasburg, who you know, was Lee Strasburg's wife, and uh, as the it's janitor, yeah. the whole yeah, you the janitor. Real hey, clean, everybody girl. needs a one. Everybody <laughs> needs a one. Um, but uh, you know, on creating the life from like the beginning, you this person who they were as you know, as child, and what made them become the person that they are. Particularly, I love playing villains because
0: which is so funny because I know you're the sweetest person. I try. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you to play the villain and um, some of the posters that they do for you, like you're like menacing.
3: Yeah. But it's funny because I think it's like, you know, nobody is ever born a villain. Like life turns you into one. And what to you might be a villain to what somebody else might be a hero. You know, thank so. Yeah. it's you. a matter of perspective.
0: Now, being LGBT in the in the Latino community, how easy did you just out me? Uh, honey, <laughs> your lisp outed you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing, this is no surprise here. I walked into that one with Yes, you. either yeah. you're Castilian or gay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like, um, okay. Okay. Nice <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but lately you have you you just don't hide anything, and it's it's part of your charm, It's part, but you still get cast as straight roles in telenovelas. Have you felt pressured to not be so out?
3: You don't, never. I just, I've always, my family knows, everybody knows, this, like, and I just feel like we have to own it. And now we want to have positive role models out there. You have to own it, and you have to be proud of who you are, and love who you are, and love yourself. And then, you know, the world responds to you in a different manner. You know, um, as an actor, you just want great stories, and, and, and if you're lucky enough to, you know, be part of them, that's fantastic. So I don't think it should even matter whether you're gay or straight or bisexual or, like, into small farm animals. Just be able to, like... <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: why did roll? chris perk up at that all of a sudden he woke up he's like no. <laughs> yeah yeah um so today's transformation tuesday i actually snagged a pic of you as a little baby what yes your mom is gorgeous oh, by you. the way yes so you actually are part of a twin
3: no not at all that's my brother he's one year younger than me who you have a crush on
0: he is so handsome, you guys. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, Your mom so has good taste in outfits. Right? right? Oh, thank you. Outfits, yeah. uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> she probably made you gay <laughs> with <laughs> those outfits. Like, no secrets between right, sailors! Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hello, we have sailor outfits. <laughs> I'm like, surprise, I'm gay! <laughs> you know, yeah, no, she's beautiful. She's such a supportive, great mom. She's wonderful.
0: Awesome. Well, um... You and your brother uh, are so fun together to see when you guys go out. But you guys also do some activism. I'm the worst political person. There's a lot of crap happening in, uh... in Venezuela. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Venezuela. Yeah, no, know There's a lot of
3: you know stuff happening over there. It's just a government, and there's you know we unfortunately it's it has turned into a modern day dictatorship. Um, Cuba pretty much runs my country now. And, you know, it's very sad, but people are eating from trash cans and kids are dying because there's no medicine, there's no food. So every time we can, me and my friends, we just try to raise awareness and just, you know, uh, contribute in any way possible. You know, just recently we we're collecting uh, you know, medicine and, 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 and clothes and, and things to send over there. And we're lucky once we get them over there, if we get them over there, because sometimes the government stops them from, you know, or like, or the government people get first divs on what, we get
6: mm. but but this is this has been going on for you know it's been escalating for like 10 20 years now yes right? i
3: mean it started with with hugo chavez who became yeah. president of venezuela yeah. and it's been for the last 20 years but now it's just really really bad because these people what happened unfortunately in venezuela is they don't steal 20 million 30 million i mean these people steal like 200 million dollars
0: i i had no clue like i had no clue about the political climate in venezuela like i really didn't
3: yeah we're and we're the fifth fourth or fifth biggest providers of oil to the united states i mean mean, we're a very 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 rich country where people shouldn't be dying on the streets the way i
6: I was watching a video where like people have to pay 500 dollars just to get a bag with uh like a chicken and like rice and no like no cooking oil nothing and they just expect them to but but what's equal to
3: them like yes i mean like the money that they make a month can they cannot even afford a bar of soap so it's it's it's, 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 really, unfortunate. it's yeah. unfortunate. So you
5: mentioned that you were you were collecting and donating. Is there a place that people wanted to donate that we could contact?
3: There are different organizations, and actually, thank you for that. But I'll just send them if if you know Alexander can post it, or any, because there's different ones to donate to. Um, I would like to check and see which ones are the ones that are like up to date on what they yeah. need, because uh, I haven't checked in a bit. But if any help would be. You know, I mean it's so crazy what's happening in the world right now and I want to Honestly you know, it's like where, where do you start where do you put your like, priority? Yeah that's what I'm saying it's like nowadays it's like to wake up and try to like you know be positive and like contribute to something I don't know about you guys but it's like I don't even know where to start nowadays it's like I want to contribute to an LGBT cause to you know Puerto Rico to Mexico to you know to even to this country which I love so much I've I've lived half of my life in Venezuela and, and half of it here and with the political climate it's just like geez. It's what, like, and you, you do
0: such a good at subway down the street I mean, I do. you, you get my foot long right on so thank you for that wow really really appreciate that well yeah you
3: can you know how to eat it
0: oh. <laughs> oh. this is why this relationship okay. works It's it's he knows how to give it back we actually have a clip that they put together because you're still filming Uh, rica famosa latina right i'm gonna that's gonna be my new grinder name i'm gonna (laughs) change it to that but we have an exclusive clip that you are gonna show us now it's all in spanish so i have no clue what's going on um just for our listeners that are not familiar the scene that he shares with is uh patricia de leon who's a huge name in the latina market and she's gorgeous she did our show by the way right um so let's let's watch this clip um and then kind of talk us through because again i have no clue what's happening Some sound, maybe
3: Chris. Oh, but I think this one is a safe one. As oh, so you see, Patricia. Yeah, they're not. Chris, there's, sound. there's no fights
0: on this one. No cutting. No cutting. All right. So apparently, um, Marley Matlin is also there. <laughs> <laughs> there's no sound, Chris. Okay, can you just dub the words over real, r- real fast? Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Micah, they need a Kickstarter just to add the audio. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. There we go. Look look gorgeous. I mean, yeah, she's beautiful. She's yeah. really...
3: Wonderful. So, okay, she's now,
0: just okay, since we got the sound running... How how do they set this up? Do they go into the restaurant before and everything's like all set up? Well, yeah, they set all that up. Like, you know, the the, the, the restaurant
3: knows we're going to shoot the scene and everything. What happens about reality TV that I find so interesting is that it's not, it's kind of scripted, but not really. Because this is what happens is like, you have these relationships and then you know all this dirt on people that are co- you know on the show with you. And all it takes is like, even if you agree, I mean, I'm going to be super honest. Even if you talk to the person and say, listen, I'm going to do this to you. You know, maybe we should, you know, like, Keep, you know carry ourselves this way and like you know you, you can tell me this and this and that and you we'll make a big scene all it takes is for you to cross the line just a little too much and then it's game over because now the person is really after you and now they really want to kill you you know, if I know that you're cheating on your husband and I'm like, Well, I heard you were cheating on your husband, then all of a sudden I'm like, Well, you're cheating on your you're cheating on your husband with your husband's brother who da 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 and all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, where did all that come from? And now you want to kill that person for real. And you lose that line of or that parameter of like, Oh, we were shooting a show and it becomes really
0: real. Uh, and I thought Bravo was like mm-hmm. something. So let's take a look, explain what's happening. Chris, what's happening? Oh. You guys trust us. This clip is amazing. <laughs> Restaurant's beautiful. Enrique, do they provide your clothes? or No, that's all my clothes. Oh, so you wear crap when I meet you? I'm just okay. naturally dapper like
3: that. <laughs> so are you just
4: friends on the show? Or what's no, that?
3: she's actually, she's really one of my best friends in the okay. whole wide world. She's like my sister. And I mean, you're not probably going to hear it so well, but it's, what happens here is that she's single and she doesn't have a man. A boyfriend Which is or a husband. Almost or whatever.
0: impossible because she's the most gorgeous thing I've ever Which is, I don't know what's happening.
3: No, really. Yeah, I mean, she really is a beautiful, talented woman. And one of the girls on the show with her just got engaged. And it just, she doesn't like her. And now the girl got engaged. And this is just like the final jab. On this whole equation. So I'm just telling her to, like, you know, calm down. You'll find the man. He's right across the street. You just haven't seen him yet. Like, blah, 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 coaching her through the, the whole experience. But it's very chill. I clip. thought you guys were fighting
0: about the menu. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, let's get appetizer. She's like, no, I'm watching my way. And you're like, well, I'm not. So let's get appetizer. Oh. No. This okay. Is, so is, where can we see? Chill.
3: It airs on Rica, uh, Rica Famosa Latina airs on Estrella TV. Straight Out TV, which is like I mean I have Spectrum and it's twenty channel twenty four on Spectrum. Sixty two on, six, on regular TV. Sixty two yeah. on, on regular TV. It's a national. I network. know because I watch it. Oh, there you <laughs> go.
0: Well, it's, actually, it's so addicting because it is real.
3: Well, till last season, uh, Victoria del Rosal yeah. was who is She's the lead Valentina. on Valentina, the film that Jorge directed. She was part of the cast of Rika. She Valentina. almost died.
6: Like she got stabbed in the
0: boob. Yeah.
3: Last year. Yeah. Did you say boob too? Yeah. I can't
0: have gay men saying boob on the show. It creeps me out. <laughs> on the tit. Micah say boob real <laughs> fast. There boob. we go. Chris say boob. Boob. There how how about
1: chesticle? Is that more appropriate? <laughs> that sounds, that sounds good. Well. Ju- You're welcome. Chesticle.
0: Thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome. See?
5: We found our safe word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's
4: very wintry sounding,
5: chesticle. <laughs> Starbucks, lots new latte. Chesticle.
0: It tastes like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> chesticle. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to hang out with the show? On the Rocks is out and about near you as long as you're in Southern California. Uh, this Friday, October 6th at 7.30 p.m., I will be moderating the Q&A for the premiere of Valentina, the latest film by Jorge Cholalpa. I never say last name right. Cholalpa. Cholalpa at the Marina del Rey negative. Film Festival. <laughs> 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 you know, the whole—the last time you were on the show, I said it that way the whole time.
1: You said Wang? Yeah. It's Wong, There's right? no way I would have let you. You were drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said Wang. <laughs> yes, it's Wang. Yeah, Wang. Yeah, Anybody uh, who Wong. has oh. ever watched House Hunters would know yeah. it's that's okay that's all right even I, you I see knew. the shade
0: that's being pulled on by my uh, okay everybody there we go <laughs> <laughs> i watch apartment hunters i watch trailer <laughs> home hunters all right sweetie low budget here um anyway get your tickets today for the marina del rey film festival um i watched valentina last night we're gonna get in depth to it talk about independent filmmaking uh it was an emotional ride. In fact, I watched it twice, back to back, just to make sure what I was watching was... <laughs> my feelings were real. Um, it was it was really good. All right, twelve twelve 12, 12 years in the making. Friday, October 27th, 2017 at the Belasco in Los Angeles, which I'm sure has some spiritual stuff going on. halloween is the biggest Halloween party. They're giving me my own little platform for On The Rock's booth. I'm going to be doing celebrity interviews. Uh, we're going to be live-streaming the whole thing through UBN. But... If you're in the neighborhood, come see because they have tons of great celebrities, and the party goes from eight p.m. to three in the morning. And so the costumes,
3: the costumes are insane.
2: It's
0: it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Um, and so they're letting me broadcast. So Palm Springs Pride, the first weekend in November, I am your main MC. In fact, the Pride magazine article came out this last week. I'm going to be on the main stage for eight hours. Wow. F- all weekend, Do Friday, mind. Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> And their main stage is right by all the bars too. It's oh in great! There. Oh. Yeah, so well, um, have something to look forward to. Yes, make your travel plans. Come to Palm Springs, um, you guys. This pride is is just a lot of fun, and they have musicians from all walks of life. As you know, we celebrate diversity here. Gay, straight, we don't care. Come, yellow, party yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a yellow person. By the way,
1: you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Must be that new Kardashian makeup. Uh, <laughs> like us on Twitter and Instagram at on rocks and on air on the web at uh, ontherocksradioshow dot Send me an email. Book me up for a wedding, quinceanera, bris, funeral. I don't care. Um, info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Thank you to our sponsors. Test Loop is the only way to travel from L A. to San Diego to Palm Springs to Orange County and all those in places in between. They have about four routes leaving per day. It's cheaper than getting your own car than Uber. Um, it's so affordable. Go to testloop.com, and you get your own little space pod. It's a Tesla. It's so choice. <coughs> Panache Optical Gallery provides us our sunglasses. They provide all of the custom-made retro wear, current wear, to all the celebrities. Uh, they're in Pump Springs. Go to their website. And, of course, our tri- tried-and-true sponsor from day one... Spunk Loop. <laughs> Spunk Loop is featured on many independent film sets, by the way. Just not the ones you've worked on. <laughs> Spunk Loop is great. Even if your car needs a little jump start, um, you know, we all need a little <clears throat> lubrication every now and then. Go to spunkloop.com. Coming up on the show, we have fashion designer Marco Marco here with some of his thumb, did I say oh god. Yeah, talk about lisps. Now. Yes. Some of his runway models, uh, And so that's next week, and he's getting ready for L.A. Fashion Week, and his work is unbelievable. Porn star fans, we have a rated PG show with some of your favorite porn stars uh, and underwear king Andrew Christian. And adding to the mix, just to straighten things out, we have actress Joanna Cassidy from Blade Runner, Roger Rabbit, Six Feet Under, and now on Bravo TV's Odd Mom Out. And Ileana Douglas is coming back, Emmy-nominated. Uh, she's coming back to chat about her new season on TCM about trailblazing women in film. And she's been able to interview Jane Fonda, Bette Midler, um, every big star. So she's coming back and she's bringing a friend with her, which I can't say yet. All right, let me formally introduce our guest. Micah Gallo is a filmmaker, fond of horror films and thrillers, with extensive credits and expertise in all facets of production. He has worked in more than 40 feature films, mostly doing visual effects and post-production work. Recently, Micah transitioned into creating and bringing to life his own stories. Uh, this far, he has successfully directed the short films Wick and Massacre Lake, which you kind of felt, you felt your feet. Yeah. Uh, and networked with some amazing people. I'm getting a little feedback here. Me too.
4: Okay. It's, it must be the doll.
1: Suzanne Suzanne
0: Wong is texting her agent. She's like, "Why am I on the show? What's happening?" No, I just went on
1: Facebook to do social media. Yes, and you could share this live stream by the way. Yes,
0: I'm just teasing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, his short films have uh, been honored uh, with many awards and festivals, such as the Sacramento Horror Film Festival, the International Cinematographers Guild, and the Hollywood Real Independent Festival. Making films with his family since he was a kid, by the way, his love of surreal horror films was inspired by such classics as Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead, Hellraiser, and The Thing, which I love, Itsy Bitsy, his first feature film, which we are going to show the trailer for. Cool. Um, stars Denise Crosby whom I love by the way um and Academy Award nominee Bruce Davison is a story (gasps) has dreamt about filming for more than a decade and now it's about to become reality especially with your help and CGI be damned it is using practical effects and we actually have a sneak peek uh, behind the scenes of how some of those practical effects work I'm in love I'm in love with your work I'm in love with you thanks so much yes your first (laughs) bromance yay (laughs) studio audience again there we go (laughs) Also, returning to the show is one of People Magazine's 100 Most Beautiful People, Suzanne Wong, <laughs> television host, actress, comedian, radio host, published author, minister, writer, producer, and political activist. I, I ran out of type. You know, I have to pay, <laughs> pay for work. That's okay. Uh, she is best known as a former host of the uh, HGTV series House Hunters for eight years, by the way, and for her reoccurring role as manicurist Polly, the oversexed spa manager on Las (laughs) Vegas for four seasons, which I love. She had a great time as Dick Clark's co-host, and we're going to talk about that because I heard he was a little crusty. On TV. I loved him. I have nothing.
1: Oh, bad I'm sure he loved you, about. girl, too. I, I
3: thought he was the most wonderful. He the was most fantastic. Phenomenal human being so the rumors with integrity. Are not true. No, it's. I mean, to my experience, I worked. Listen, with him he too.
1: didn't suffer fools gladly. So if you were mm-hmm. later incompetent, then you didn't like him because he would say, "We're done." Because okay. he had, he was doing seventeen things a day, and if yeah. you threw him off, then his whole day would collapse. Yeah. But he he was a man of integrity. He hired me because I did one episode of Fox After Breakfast with Tom Bergeron, which is a show that I hosted way back when in the 90s in New York City. And Dick Clark came on as our guest, and it was me and Tom Bergeron interviewing him in the studio. We got along great. It was about 10 minutes of talking to him. Cut to a year later, I'm now living in Los Angeles, co-hosting New Attitudes on the Lifetime television network. And my agent, my hosting agent, calls me and says, "Uh, I guess I'm negotiating your contract to be Dick Clark's co-host on NBC's bloopers. And I said, What are you talking about? I haven't auditioned or screen test or meeting. And he said, I don't know what to tell you. Do you want to insist on an audition? I said, no, (laughs) no, I'll take the job. And then I find out that NBC told Dick Clark, uh, instead of having Ed McMahon be your co-host, we want you to have a young, beautiful, hip, funny female co-host. And he says, find that woman, Suzanne Wong, from Fox After Breakfast from a year ago and offer it to her. Maybe. I met him well, once a smart for 10 minutes man, and
0: he remembers yeah, all. You left an but I mean, wow. do you
1: know what I mean? That's a, and he would say, you know, you should come to my house in Malibu. I'll have you guys over, you know, me oh, and my boyfriend. Oh, there, there we go. And then he does. And then my parents came to visit, right? And he invited me and my parents to come to his home in Malibu because when he says something, he means it and he does it. I have nothing but good things to say about him. He let me ad lib and improvise and make fun of him on the set of bloopers. I truly have nothing but good things to say. You too. Yeah, same
3: too. I mean, the show that you were talking about with Carmen Electra and Living Large was a Dick Clark production and it was just Well, that's perfect. good to hear. It was spotless, like yeah. everything and everything worked like just clockwise. Yes. Like, it's just like you he knew what so time inspiring. you were getting in, you were getting out, yes. you knew where you, it was just,
0: Perfection.
3: He
1: got so much done. He was such a person of integrity. That was my experience of him, and that's all I can speak to. And he
0: never made a pass at you, Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: that's that's very refreshing to hear. Yeah. Because I've heard he's been a little dick but but a consummate professional. Hello. Well, I think probably there.
1: are people empire. that have stories of all of us right. being difficult at one point. Right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, poor Chris. Uh,
0: <laughs> Suzanne has also been a red carpet host for An Evening at the Academy Awards for uh, ABC. She has guest starred in tons of TV shows. Literally. I couldn't even print out the IMDb because uh, we'd kill like a forest. Uh, TV shows including Kingdom, Dexter, filmed here at Sunset Gower, Arrested Development, General Hospital, Cold Case, Nip Two and a Half Men, NYPD Blue. Uh, her most recent film, Till Death Do Us Part, with Tay Diggs, by the way, is so out So hot. <laughs> yes.
1: And he's funny. Who oh. knew how funny he is? You have to he's see like this impossible. film. He's like
0: impossible. He doesn't exist. He's hot he's and funny. Gorgeous, and talented. He's a he good can actor.
1: He's, he can sing. He's funny. Oh,
0: God. Mm-hmm. Um, as a stand-up comedian, Suzanne won the first annual Andy Kaufman Award at the New York Comedy Festival, uh, through which she appeared on Comedy Central's Premium Blend. She also won Best Up-and-Coming Comedian at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival, playing her controversial... Shocking and politically so incorrect alter ego, which we're going to talk about because I want to okay, know good. if the climate is still here for that. Sung He Park. Did I say that right? Sung He Park. God
1: Close. Damn, I'm That's okay. So
0: bad. That's okay. Uh, I can't even order a Del Taco. <laughs> like, I just, I'm so white. It's Can just you not really even not funny. speak any
1: Spanish? You're Rodriguez <laughs> no, and you speak because no Spanish? I, I can't porque roll no. my
0: R's. Uh, uh,
1: porque porque si. porque no? Yo hablo español bastante bien.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Si. God damn you, Suzanne.
3: Listen, <laughs> <Lo> siento. <laughs> Next step, telenovelas. Yes. Uh Oh my God. (laughs) Sí, por
1: favor. Oh my God. (laughs) Estrella TV. Estrella means star.
0: Yes. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Or people that think they're (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Australians. Suzanne has performed in Los Angeles, the Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory, the Improv, the Ice House, the Friars Club, the Ha Ha Cafe, House of Blues Foundation Room, and Comedy Union. I
1: feel like this is my funeral. You're just (laughs) listing everything I've ever done. No, because
0: you know I love you and I think you're amazing. And then when you when you do your research, you're like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, She has also performed at clubs in New York City, Seattle, and San Francisco. She used her humor. Uh, to get through her public, very public fight uh, with cancer, which we're going to talk about because one of our fellow friends is is currently going he through it. He needs our help. Yep. Yes. Uh, Suzanne has been an inspiration and activist in many communities from cancer, LGBT, you, you name it. Um, and in case you thought she was an underachiever with this bio, <laughs> she's a graduate of Yale University with a B.A. in psychology and holds a master's degree in cognitive psychology from Brown University also... <laughs> Not done yet, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not gonna Jump have time the gun, to interview <laughs> me now.
0: <laughs> I know. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Crowning yeah. moment as a foot model.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I was a foot model. How do you audition for that? I don't even remember. I think I had a. I think I Somebody, had a guy who had a crush on finished. me, <laughs> who was a photographer, and he saw my feet, and he said, "Will you foot model?" And that's how it started.
0: Yeah. Nobody's ever done that to me. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: Our final guest, hailing from
0: Mexico City, filmmaker Jorge Chalopa, dreamed of becoming a commercial airline pilot. I would Mm, too, because you get to travel everywhere and you get the peanuts and the hot stewards. However, due to suffering from a high level of astigmatism and fear from surgery and heights, that's true. No heights, but. Right oh, I added that. Just go with oh, me, Jorge. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, <was> <laughs> I like to <laughs> embellish. It's a telenovela. Jorge decided to give up on that career goal at the age of 17. And after many attempts <laughs> of uh, at career soul searching, he found himself drawn into politics, which eventually led him not to film, but to pursue a law degree. Throughout his college years, yes. uh, Jorge kept a journal where he wrote his ideas that eventually became ideas for his early short films, which you have to check. It's going to be like when Steven Spielberg, when you look at his short films, that's They're just terrible. what it's going to be about.
6: My short films.
0: Oh, <laughs> I was say Spielberg. I was like, oh, uh, girl. <laughs> yeah. um, in 2014, Jorge launched My F- Mighty Aphrodite Pictures a production and finance company that concentrates in the creation of strong, diverse, and independent protagonists. And I have seen your work. Female protagonist. Female. Yeah. Oh, cool. You <laughs> guys, oh, guys yeah. can't... Love I mean, it. it. That's like underselling. It's like true. It's like, unless you're Kate Blanchett, uh, you might <laughs> not get cast. Thank you. In 2016, Jorge had the great fortune of directing his first, first featured film titled Blue Line Station filmed entirely on an iPhone 6 Plus. Yes. And you guys have to see it. I, I got a screener. And it's been uh, since two. It's th- since interesting because since last time that I you guys have won
6: everything. Well, when I was here the first time, we had played in um, like two festivals, and now it's um, thirty-seven. But so literally, the first yeah. time you hear, you're like, oh, I made a little film. And you day. just nice. and you, you,
3: your lead just won Best Yeah, the, actor. the lead actor
6: just meant, uh, won Best Actor at For the best DTLA, hair. DTLA yeah. uh, Film Festival. Yes. Oh, yeah. acting, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, he had great hair. But it was so funny because <laughs> well, it was too.
0: such guerrilla filming. You guys filmed on transit. You guys filmed everywhere. Yeah. And nobody else knew that mm-hmm. you guys were filming. And it's such, it's such a great story. And the fact that you're just sweeping up... Um,
1: well, and that was
6: I mean, people people thanks, find, thanks find us on that. like Facebook and it's like, oh, I remember you were filming, and I thought we were just shooting like a Instagram video, and I go, yeah, no, it wasn't. I
1: How should. can we see it?
6: It's um, it'll be on iTunes in uh, iTunes February. Oh, cool. Yeah, can't wait. Um,
0: and and Michael, we're gonna talk about this because you did not get into USC as a freshman into film
4: school. That's
0: right. So you guys kind of had to learn. Jorge did not attem- attend film school at all. Uh, his writing directed method had been critically acclaimed, and that's very true. Um, this week, he will be pre- premiering his next film, *Valentina*, a Spanish-English oh. crossover, at the Marina del Rey Film Festival. Yes. Let's give it up for our amazing panel of independent filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh. I <laughs> love. <laughs> that I I love the abrupt stop. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, it yeah. sounds so real. Stopped, yes. yeah. It's really natural. Thank are really you, Chris. ruining the realism here. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> now they know now
0: he's I on BigBooty.com.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this question, I'm just going to open it up, and we're going to get into your. Uh, you guys couldn't be more different in your background and what you've done, and and even your your personality style. Mm. With so much oversaturation, uh, what is happening? <gasps> It's not it's even the, the vodka. Be no, very, very, very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> <Situation>. <laughs> 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 Stephanie, <laughs> she's, she's having her fun. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, mm. um, With an oversaturation, with everybody being able to film on their iPhone, post to their Facebook, Snapchat, do you think it's harder to make an independent film project and still have a voice?
6: No.
4: Yeah, yes. no, I agree. It, mm-hmm. It's not. It, it, it just takes easier. that extra work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's easier in that anybody can make a movie... What's challenging, I think, is putting in that extra effort and craft that it takes to make something really mm. interesting and tell a good story. And the thing that we do have in common, it sounds like, is female protagonists. Because my film has a female protagonist. And Hi, I, I'm an actress. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I would love to work with you? I mean, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yes, yes. To be really? Next yes. To yes. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I I think it's more important than ever for independent filmmakers, especially to tell stories that they feel are important because it's really easy to make a movie. What's challenging is to make a movie that's different, that you're passionate about, that you've put, you know, something into that's special for you,
6: whatever that is. Bravo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I agree. I mean I think that um, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but I think that I'm, I'm just the host as all of them. No, no, no. You know how they say you you, you you write what you know. And I and to me and to me, you know, I grew up with three women and um, seeing that, many different shades of my sisters and my mom. I said, you know, these women are interesting. You you just have to tell stories.
0: Now, this is very interesting because we have a straight man's perspective, and Itsy Bitsy is literally female-driven.
6: Jorge, everything
0: you do is female-driven. And Suzanne, being a female actress, taking direction from somebody that's not... You guys still speak the language, and so we're actually talking about like emotional connection. Micah, how, how would you... Where where did that female connection uh, come uh, come from? And you know who else has that in his writing is Stephen King. Mm, Stephen King's most complex characters are not his male characters. That's right. Are his female characters. That's right yeah do- I mean, Dolores Claiborne is it, it, it's from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. how how do you get that
4: yeah and Gerald's Game which is on Netflix right yes. now, that's also oh, yeah the trailer yeah. To the that really book was the strangest book I've ever really read is. but I, I couldn't could put yeah. it down yeah I, but don't, it so, I don't know that one you yeah have it's to. great oh, okay. it's great it's so dimensional you know it's it's really interesting yeah, yeah. and uh, and yeah I mean I you know I think like you're pointing out with Stephen King horror is actually a genre that has a very rich history of strong female characters. And, you know, I'm not I'm not saying every horror movie that's made has strong female characters, but there is an unusual history there of that.
0: Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back to the Halloween franchise. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, but it's also, like, again, uh, the,
3: the female strong and strong characters, but they're the victims, usually. Sometimes. Usually, yeah. Sometimes, but yeah, not always. But it's rare when you see, like, you know, the killer that I was mean, a you, woman. I mean, you look Bates at and... Alien, Aliens, those oh, yeah. are
4: strong female characters. And isn't that a lot your favorite
0: horror characters. film?
4: I mean, I've I've seen Aliens a lot of times. Me and my brother <laughs> grew up watching that movie. It's it's arguably more of an action film, but you know, those are the types of horror films that I like. I like things that are character driven, fun in like the, the genre exorcist. sense. Yeah, like the Ellen Exorcist. Ellen Burstyn exactly. and Linda Blair. I mean, how great about female it was acting in first movie. in the Exorcist? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Their character dramas first, and and I think Silence of the Lambs has strong female <laughs> character. Anthony you know. Hopkins
0: is the best female I've ever seen. Yeah, well, he's great too.
4: Uh, but you know, it's like yeah, I I, I think. That is what people want right now, but I think it's also something that horror has been doing a long time. But not just horror, other, other films, but what's great about horror is you have this genre yeah. that people get romanced by, right? And Because they, they want to see a big spider or they want to see whatever they want to see. But then when they're in the theaters, I think they want an emotional experience. They want to feel connected to those characters and experience something that's different than what they've seen before. And, and I think that's where you can go with female dramas. Is you, you know, there's something about it that, uh, that can be explored that maybe hasn't been explored before. And, and so you know, this, this movie wanted to be that, and that's what we made.
1: I'm so glad to hear this because there's nothing more frustrating to me than watching a film of any genre. And there's a scenario where the woman—there's so some violence happening against somebody that she loves— and she's just stupid and helpless and, helpless. and stands there right. and does nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. And then all this stuff is happening supposedly to people. What happened to the ferocious protective love of a woman? You know, mm. the, the mm-hmm. woman who has the adrenaline to lift up a car if mm. her baby's trapped. Who can right. still be emotional. Right. Being an emotional right.
0: woman mm-hmm. or man in a film doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're getting right. your emotions out. And I love that. This is a really deep show. Usually <laughs> we're just like, Hey, let's order pizza. What do you want? Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, and smart filmmakers are into that. I mean, even if you see what David Fincher did with Girl with the Dragon tattoo, Daniel Craig is the bimbo in that movie. Yeah. Well, it's not an elite female. Films. He's yeah. a bimbo. And, and and it's it was intentional. It was something that they talked about and they're like, Well Interesting. He's, he's really the, the crying bimbo that needs help from you know. You know what I like too when a
6: story doesn't have a happy ending, like on girl? I, that yeah, God I God.
0: love that. In yeah. fact, that, we, we talked about this. Or like time. Black time Swan,
6: which is one of my favorite films. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. How
5: she just but it depends how you, you look know. at
0: it, because to her, she achieved her role. Right, But
5: it's not a happy ending, though.
6: Right, because life doesn't have life, happy yeah, endings. It
5: makes it more real, and it brings you, because you have this connection with these characters as you watch this, and you're like, well, if I was the main yeah. character, if I and, but Let's Get Real Life doesn't always have these happy endings. Mm. So it, you... At you end this on this sober note where you still connect with it at the end you don't always meet Prince Charming and live happily ever mm-hmm. after so I
1: think that's really interesting yes, and I, I agree with that those. when it comes to the film The Breakup I don't know if you ever saw that it was with oh, Vince yeah. Vaughn and yeah. Jennifer Aniston oh I saw and that it seemed yeah. like it was that was my grinder name for a while <laughs> 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 it seemed Sweetie. like it was going to be a formulaic Hollywood romantic comedy and of course they'd stay together and it was really well done it was yeah. surprising I, I, I find that refreshing
4: yeah, when well, they struggled with that ending, they were trying to come up with, oh, what is the right ending to end this I movie? I think and that that
1: was brilliant yeah. to not make it so predictable.
4: hmm definitely.
0: So talking about casting, um, this is a very hot, uh, hot button. Does a gay person always have to play a gay character? Does a no. trans actor always mm-hmm. have to play a trans character? No. Does an ethnic character always have to play their own ethnicity? It's a very hot button. I think no. the
6: actor needs to be good. Right. And that's it.
0: I get that response from so many filmmakers on the show. Suzanne. Yes. As an ethnic actress.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I was born in Virginia. So <laughs> I know that I look like this, but I was born in Virginia. So when people come up to me and go, oh, your English is so good. I'm <laughs> like, thanks, asshole. I was born in Virginia.
2: <laughs>
0: right. And but- by the
1: way, I'm Asian. I'm not deaf. I don't know why you're screaming. <laughs>
0: But here's one of the questions I got from you: Is you also enjoy, kind of the stereotype that you're cast at? Your 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 comic character is very stereotypical. Uh, we're gonna watch a clip uh, from. Uh, Before
1: we do, can I set it up?
0: Well, we're not gonna play it right now, Suzanne. Oh, just, just hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, but you've also played. I thought he was
4: gonna play it right then too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, maybe I should. <laughs> um, but it's a, a weekend with the family where you play very much.
1: Okay, so here's my point about uh, about my Sunghee Park character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out as me doing stand-up comedy in my acting class at the Beverly Hills Playhouse for the first time ever. Because somebody had done a funny monologue, and I thought, well, I have funny stories from my own life. Maybe I'll try stand-up comedy. For the first time ever, I thought of myself up till that point as a dramatic actress. So I decided to try stand-up comedy by telling stories of traveling. I've been to every one of the 50 states in this country doing live human interest segments for Fox After Breakfast and Breakfast Time with Tom Bergeron. And so I decided to do a routine about stupid shit people say to Asian women because I know I look like this, but truly, people will that. say, "Oh my God, how does that dry cleaning process actually work?"
0: You're like, uh, "We outsource, bitch." So I said,
1: uh, ancient Korean secret cannot tell you all." You know, I mean, really, we truly. use Mexicans. That's <laughs> anyway, I just decided to tell these stories about stupid shit people had said to me in all That's different awful. countries, right? And it went it went really well because people thought it was relevant and interesting and that I had an interesting, unique voice and an intelligence to it. But then the teacher said, this is great, but what I want you to do is try embracing that stereotype of Asian women that you hate so much. And I felt myself contorting in the chair and I thought... What are you talking about? That's a terrible idea. I've been proving to everyone my whole life that I'm nothing like that stereotype. And he says, exactly, whatever you resist persists. Whatever you defend against, you make real. It has you. You don't have it. You're just on the flip side of it. What would happen if you embraced that as part of your artistic palette? Not the whole thing, just to see what happens. What would happen as, if you embrace the thing that you as resist Sophia Vergara, so much, Right? As Sofia exactly, Vergara. Yeah. Exactly, right? So... Mm-hmm. I did not want to do this and I I thought, what an asshole, I'm going to quit class and he used to be a good teacher but now he's terrible, he's wrong. That's a bad idea. (laughs) But then I came home and I thought, it doesn't make any sense to pay for an acting class and not even try what the teacher says. So I need to try it. So the next morning I did not want to do this exercise of embracing the stereotype. I didn't even know what that meant. That's all he said. So the next day, I took a lesson from some British actors who like to work from the outside in. And if they get the right hat or cane or prop, it helps inform their character. But
0: we know British people don't have insides.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I went to Koreatown and I bought what's called a hanbok, which is a full-length, formal, traditional Korean gown. And I bought a Korean fan that's sort of shaped like a lollipop. And I bought these rubber canoe-shaped Korean shoes. And I put the whole outfit on. And I stood in my house furious still at this assignment and patient enough to wait for an idea to come to me. And then this idea came to me finally. I thought, what if she were a stand-up comic? What if she's fresh off the boat from Seoul, South Korea? What if she's never done stand-up before? What if she's really nervous? What if she's shaking behind her fan? What if if it doesn't go well, she'll go home and commit suicide? What if she doesn't even know how to do it? She's bad. What if she doesn't know that she's supposed to write her own material, so she just takes jokes that she's heard? What if English isn't her first language, so she messes up? what if she unwittingly tells racist and, God bless you.
0: He's so into this. <laughs> most response we've ever had. So
1: what, what if she unwittingly tells racist and disgusting and filthy jokes, but she just wants to make people laugh, so she doesn't even know what she's saying. She's sort of naive and innocent, and I started to get excited that this could be a satire on racism and stereotypes and prejudice in America, by becoming this thing that people don't expect. Oh, Did the lights just go Do you go, know damn? why? Because
0: we haven't referenced Stephanie we haven't talked in about a Stephanie. while. One I'm one sorry, Stephanie. One of the lights just, just went out. What do you want to talk That's about? That's so Stephanie? fascinating. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, so this, this became known as. Uh, an act that Andy Kaufman would have loved. Uh, yes, sort of like totally. the, the Asian female Archie Bunker. Norman Lear's point was not to get people to be more racist with Archie Bunker. He was trying to shine a light on something and show the humor racism. in it. Yeah. And yeah. to show that it's a, it's a multi-dimensional thing and that some racism comes from ignorance and some comes from malice. And my Sunghee Park character is absolutely coming from innocence and just ignorance about American culture and American humor. And so that's why I came up with it and you know it's a very polarizing act some people see it as oh you're trying to make racism worse and I'm thinking why would an Asian female artist try to make racism worse or some people really see it as the satire that it is and think thank God somebody is pointing a light at it and showing us how ridiculous all of the racial slurs are Mm -hmm. all of the it's sort of an equal opportunity offender that's mm-hmm. that's what the act is. It makes yeah.
3: perfect sense. I was, that's why I mentioned mm-hmm. Sofia Vergara too, because a lot of Latinos feel that way about Sofia's character and Modern Family, that she saying be doing like, that. "Why is she doing that? She's making us Latinos look bad. Like, you know, that we can't speak the language." And I'm like, "Guys, no, you're like missing the point." I feel so strongly about what you're saying mm-hmm. because you're embracing it. I'm
1: embracing it. By the way, as not all of who I am, right. I, I've been acting for 20 years before that. Do it being on House Hunters. I never had people commend me on House Hunters for speaking perfect grammatically correct English no one was doing that right. but then when I do something and then here, here's another point about what is racist so if I'm doing a, sh- a, a part on A Weekend with the Family which is this hilarious movie where I'm playing the mother of a let's girl. watch the
0: trailer and, and walk us through the tra- trailer
1: of A Weekend with the Family yeah sure. yeah yeah so my daughter, what you're yep. my husband, is played by Dorian Wilson, and every he's black. Dream is to get and so married. she's half Korean, half black. That's you know?
0: Plus, you, you guys know got the real announcer, know. by the way. That's,
1: yes, we did. To have it all. And so it's like Meet the Parents, but our daughter is marrying him, no Travis. Years.
3: But when it comes to family... Travis
1: hasn't met my family yet. <laughs> I brought you to meet my parents. So then there's a clash between <laughs> upper-class Korean my culture and sort of, very traditional, uh, I don't know, small-town, oh, New yeah, Orleans, yeah. black culture. Oh, again? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is my dad, John Clancy. Did you
0: know Stanley, a lot about your culture from being from Stanley. Virginia? Stanley.
1: Yes, oh, no. I mean, both yeah. of my parents were born and raised in Seoul, South you Korea. You need to
0: tell me about yourself. Ooh, ooh. And you're not using my daughter for your own personal gain. Mm-mm,
2: mm-mm.
0: Why didn't you Pardon? tell me
1: you're applying to my dad's firm? You seen I this to get film?
2: My
0: own,
1: like your Chris has did seen my bro. film. Oh my That's cool. So we can ask him about it. So, <laughs> I this is. <laughs> <laughs> then you see what happens when <laughs> the Stankershets show up. <laughs> Oh, I love the that oh, name by the way.
2: So mean, Travis's cool. last name is Stankershed. Oh, no that's Clifton
1: Powell and Wendy family, Raquel, Raquel Robinson. Robinson I what, what the was Tran and Marcus Houston are the ingenue and, the, and, and her fiance. Oh, Chris is going to replace the
0: light bulb <laughs> for us. Thank you, Napateria. It's I love this. Rain James. Shit, I think this is the first time we we heard that mouth click. By the way, echo. <laughs> and then the drag queens took it over. Oh, really? Oh, yes. There was mouth clicking.
1: You gotta make him think that you would. Do and in in my character, uh, my husband, would do my husband know. hasn't had sex with so me in a long time. Do as so much as she is trying to help me, oh, guide me, just seducing me to seducing him. i
3: you to pounce on you, and our home is, is, is being
1: invaded. You said you were going to hit that or tap that ass or something like that.
3: Ruji <laughs> <laughs> Tran, Wendy Raquel Robinson,
6: Clifton oh, Powell, Dorian Wilson, Suzanne Wong. There we go. A weekend with the family.
1: Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> son I'm your uh, god damn it I'm your daddy I... don't y'all
3: knock <laughs> hey hey show them how the stinky shit men get there Go on, oh, man. pop that thing boy Nobody
0: okay sh- but Suzanne uh, to come the top top point top of thing. casting they they could, what yes. if they would have cast a non-Asian woman not, in not, your, not, your not, role in theaters April 1st I I, I just love that voice by the way Get your
1: non-Asian woman doesn't make any sense because it's supposed to be a Korean born character and the comedy comes from the fact that then does a non-trans
0: actor make sense to play a trans character.
1: I can't speak to that. I Here's what I want to say, S- sticking so classy, to the topic Suzanne, of- So by the way. Just <laughs> like. I want to stick to the topic of racism. If I were to be doing a bad Korean accent and play a character that's nothing like anyone who exists, If that makes sense? Yeah. That would be racist. I do a flawless Korean accent. This character, the characters that I play that are Korean are an amalgam of my mother and different women from Korean Christian church when I was a little girl. These women actually exist who sort of have no filter, who are ballsy and funny, who mess up the language. So I would be offended by watching somebody do a bad Korean accent or do things that I've never seen an actual Korean Woman, do that would offend me.
6: So it goes. So from your perspective, it goes down to the craft. How if, if the actors is good enough to portray? Which is exactly what you yeah. said. Yeah.
1: It's very similar in
5: burlesque as well. I was always taught when you develop your acts because there's so many different kinds of acts you can do in burlesque, whether you're playing on an ethnicity or being a drag king or queen or whatever you're doing. Just make sure that you're part of the community yes. or at least knowledgeable of the community. And burlesque kinds of high bar
0: it. too, by the way.
5: Yeah, and it's just whatever you do because. I mean, I have met so many different kinds of burlesque dancers that are just so knowledgeable in different things, so if you're going to go on and do an act as a ballerina, you better have a background in ballet and like be knowledgeable in whatever you're doing mm-hmm. so you at least portray it to your audience correctly. Because right, it, it then yeah. becomes disrespectful. Exactly. Yeah. Do your exactly, homework, do your take homework. your
1: craft seriously, and that's do right. a good job at it. I mean, one of the things that's interesting when you call my Hee Park character, who's my stand-up comedy, alter ego, calling her, she's so stereotypical, really, though... Isn't it more complex than that? Is it stereotypical for a traditional Korean woman to have the balls to go on stage in America at a comedy club? They wouldn't even walk into a comedy club, first of all. Mm. To go on stage at a comedy club, tell jokes and risk people booing or or even offending people. The traditional Korean woman would stare down and cover her mouth and not speak up and certainly not try to make people laugh. So to call it a blanketly, stereotypical character, that doesn't really make sense. And she has a temper on stage. She'll tell you when to laugh and not laugh. She'll cry, I mean, she just breaks all the rules. One of my favorite things was when I created this character, I decided to study the art of stand-up comedy and watch a bunch of comedians to see what is consistent in making this work and then do everything the opposite, Hmm. meaning come out very nervous and not confident. (laughs) Don't say anything for a really long time before you tell your first joke. Then tell a joke that offends everybody that you didn't even write. Do it's you know so
0: fitting I mean? <laughs> that you got the first Andy Kaufman yeah, award very, because yes. Yes. it was like yeah. push the envelope. <laughs> yes, and What is comedy? Mm-hmm. Comedy is when we feel uncomfortable and we kind of titter. That's where the comedy right. is. And
1: yeah. my character is not that different from if Latka, his character from Taxi, were to get up and try to do yes. stand-up for the first time. It would be one of those, oh, no. And I found that the longer I wait, the longer the excruciating, uncomfortable silence is before I tell my first joke, the bigger the initial laugh is. What I love
0: about your personality is that you give 100%, whether you're in a small web series or you're in a major film or, or, or everything, that's what I love. And I love that you've been so public with your with your health and, and everything else, um, and that's the energy that you bring to set. I wanna talk about set life. Being an independent filmmaker, you deal with horror film, which I can't even imagine because you're trying to scare your cast, uh, you've been working <laughs> with Denise Crosby yeah. from Pet Cemetery, also from Star Trek, which mm. I love, Denise Crosby. How do you create that environment on set in terms of you're honoring them as actors, you're trying to get a rise from them, and you're also trying to please the genre of horror.
1: That's a great question. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank well, you, Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's hosted every TV show <laughs> and every interview, so I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, know what you know, to ask.
4: Well, I, I just wanted to say one thing about something Suzanne said. Just was, one, though. Yeah, I'll just say one thing. <laughs> <laughs> just one. And, and that was that, you know, comedy has this tremendous power to, if you get everybody laughing at the same thing,
1: Yes, it's incredibly powerful. It's unifying. <laughs> it's unifying. You can break down that's people's right. defenses when you're laughing. You're in the present moment.
4: Because if if you try to intellectualize it with people, right. it's it's similar to any emotion, and that's how it's similar to any filmmaking. Because if you can access someone's emotions, you actually have the ability to make a difference. Because if you try to talk to them in an, in an intellectual way, they already have their arguments for what you're saying. But if they experience something emotionally they let their guards down and then you can
1: exactly you and can if they're laughing the you can sneak the message mm-hmm. in as opposed to getting up on a soapbox and wagging your finger and screaming yeah, at people reaching. and then, then mm. the wall goes up yeah. yeah
0: and I have to say uh, from Valentina your film that's premiering this week it's a very dramatic film it's not funny at all <laughs> but one of the most charming <laughs> scenes is when the main character has a moment of relaxation you can physically see the character's shoulders relax and it's the scene with Enrique yeah. and you guys yeah. are like laughing about somebody's dating and who's sleeping with whom and she gets a moment of reality and it makes the audience relax yeah. so that they buy into the whole story mm-hmm. and they care more about the characters because humor is what we all want we yeah. all just want to laugh and, ha- and have yeah. fun
4: and and it's no different on set you know it's like the the thing about creating the right environment on set is being able to have the actor feel safe have the actor you know, the the, the the thing I learned in an acting class was the hardest thing for an actor is they already know it's going to happen. And so you're working with them in a way that, that makes it feel fresh for them. And every actor is different. They approach it from a different way. So Elizabeth Roberts, our lead, is a more physical presence. It's almost like a sporting match for her, hmm. the way that she approaches acting. Um, Bruce, Bruce Davison is...
0: Oscar nominee. By Oscar the way.
4: nominated Bruce Davison is very intellectual. You know, he wants to talk about the script. He really wants to talk about every single line. Denise Crosby is very subtle. Um, you have to edit her differently because she'll and had no problems with the lines, wants to say every single line the way it was written. But you have to edit them differently. You have to treat them differently on set. So each actor is a person. and It's the same thing with the kids. The kids are they're just people and so you you try to understand how that individual works what their strengths and weaknesses are and help them this makes me so happy
1: because so many directors do not want to take the time to do that so they'll just talk to everyone the same way and Mm -hmm. that's just preposterous because that's not how it works with artists
0: well and it's very different because jorge you don't like rehearsal which freaks me out because sometimes i act I I freak out when I don't get rehearsal or I'm not able to do a take for three or four times. You literally just Yeah, here's the thing. For
6: me, like I don't even like auditions. And if I'm gonna make a film with that's so crazy. If I'm gonna make a film with you, it's because I specifically wrote it for you. Or because I just Mm -hmm. I met you and I've had dinner with you and I know how who you are as a person or I've seen your work. And then um, something that drives a little you know, actors a little more crazy is that I don't even blog. Like I'll tell my D P you know what, follow her. If she jumps, you jump, you know. If she crawls, you get down on the floor, you crawl and that's just how we go. And and I give the actors. But sometimes the, then you'll I get a, a bad the
0: actress at the end mm. of it. That's great in in person, but on camera they f- they freeze up.
6: No, you know, I like being able to show organic performances. If you drop your pen and you. You know, Because we have a scene where she like literally goes off frame and comes what back. What I have to say about Valentina you know. is that
0: the chemistry is so real. Yeah. There was a fly going around, and yeah. she made it part of her character that she was just so tired
6: yeah. of this life with flies in my face. Because that's
3: the direction that we got from him. Yeah, and I, mean, I just said, was, go for it. It, I just it was, said, it was I said, like that. It was, guys, go.
6: I said, we have one hour. Mm-hmm. We have three hours to shoot 17 pages. Where last hour. I'm wow. only going to do one take. Just go for it. But just I'll be honest. As an and we actor,
0: did. I'm like, no, we're going to take time. We're going to get this right. <laughs> But it's so weird because the result the film was so beautifully crafted. Well you and know what was, too the, the performances were so yeah. naked.
6: But I you think. also have to see I mean, these actors I've been blessed to work with people like Enrique and Victoria. I mean, these people have you know, Victoria. they make they make fun of, of actors who are in soaps. But honestly, if you're if you're able to do if oh, you've you done ten a soaps, down you path. have to know exactly yes. what you're doing. So you have to I trust you memorize these people. so much
1: and memorize blocking yes. and you have to yes. bring it. Yes. <laughs>
6: Which is why I get my my direction is the freedom that I can give them. I say, Yeah, my direction comes in the script, but at the end of the day, just use what's around you yeah. and just go for it you know that's that's how I see it as a director um, I know it doesn't work for a lot of people but for me it's worked and I, I love that process I when love I'm,
1: that you actually don't want to redo it if, oh no. someone dropped a pen yeah that's that's something yeah, that happens a, in life because right. a good yeah. actor Let will be happen. able to
6: react yeah. to that right. we had a, a frame where like she on, on a film where um, she dropped a pen she went she like went to get it and then my DP wanted to redo it and I said no no I was like she can come back to frame she's yes. gonna come back right. I was like You'll see her come back. And it's real. It's real, and it's
3: the reality which is, uh, in you know, the subject of what what you're talking about when you do a film, and you know, and you have it all, you know, like this is where you stand, this is where your light is. Then when you do reality, it's such a great experiment as an actor because yeah. then with reality, all of a sudden the director will come and say, "Stop! Like you guys, what is this peanut gallery? You guys are standing <laughs> here because you have a bunch of actors doing reality, and then they know where like stands. So like the camera is getting me and the lights get. He's like, no, 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 no. Like I need you to go and my camera." cameras will follow you. And all yeah. of a sudden you feel like you're in the twilight zone because it's like, wait, hold on, what if I'm da, 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 da. That doesn't, that's, it's no longer your responsibility. But mm-hmm. they're trying to capture this real moment. And it's, and such it's an adrenaline, so great you with know? like, working with Jorge, it's like that. You Once you learn to trust the director and you know that you just go with it right. and he'll capture the moment, it's it's
6: liberating and it's
3: in a different way. It's just like, I don't yeah. even
6: create a shot list because I see the film in my entire head. And and, and, and you know for budget purposes, I mean I make. How the one does the
1: DP work with you then? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I've been blessed. are at the bed right now. I can't by the way. tell you. <laughs>
6: I can't tell you like I, I've n- I, when I shot Station I did the cinematography myself and my budget was a hundred dollars and you know and for Valentina it was five hundred dollars I mean we, we went you up for $100. did
1: Valentina for five hundred dollars
6: on he an iPhone it, yeah. yeah
0: and, and I he's wrote. winning all the film festivals well wars. I didn't do
6: Valentina with an iPhone we actually did it with a camera but you were asking about the how did my DP work, how does he work with me I, I think we had done a short film before Valentina and we just we just clicked and. I am so happy that I'm able to work with him because he understands me and I understand him. He like he visually knows what I want. He he will he'll tell me, I knew you wanted that, like, and I'm just gonna go for it. And and that's that's the yeah. beauty yeah. of And that's part of building your team. Stuff. And Michael, yeah. I know that yeah. you've you've built a lot of your team based on your past films that you've worked on,
0: and you've done literally everything mm-hmm. from coffee to the set to uh, yeah. to effects. I would love to work backwards with It'sy Bitsy. I'm so excited about It'sy Bitsy. We are on the cusp of of finalizing the funding from this, the film has been filmed. Mm-hmm. You have to add a few more things that need some, uh, some, some touches. So I want to work backwards. I want to okay. work from the trailer, which you piece together with what you're able to from from what you have, and then we're going to look at a little bit of the mechanics of the film. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at the trailer of Itsy Bitsy, and of course I'm going to see it. Where was this film?
4: It was a mixture of Central California oh, and Los Angeles. Los Angeles was the stage shoot. in Central California. Was the location
2: Unbelievable.
0: Here. You guys, look at the texture of the film.
4: These private home nursing jobs are tough to come by. we are
1: lucky I got it.
0: Music, everything.
1: Sir, you're not supposed to be in here. Yes, sir. What do these markings mean? You know what a legend is? This is my ah, Colorado tree the dark mother
0: everything you want from your horror film do
5: you (laughs) believe all
1: that a legend can't be explained by science you believe in something wrong enough
0: it becomes reality
1: (gasps) no I'm so afraid of spiders
2: no. <laughs> no. no. up the
6: This is a trailer for a film yet that is still getting its
0: funding. That
6: really? You already shot it all, right? Yeah, yeah,
4: we've shot it all, and so we have one more day of visual effects element photography. Oh, my God. That looks really good. Thank you. It looks expensive, too. Yeah, it does. But you made a
0: choice as an independent filmmaker to not go the CGI route.
4: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we are using CGI, but we're using it to build upon the practical effects because my belief is that the... Realism that you get from practical effects, it's like a magic trick where your eye is looking at the thing you know is not real, which in our case is a spider, mm-hmm. and you're wanting to tear that apart. And so, for us to use practical effects, we're then able to build upon that and make it more realistic. Wow. But the, you know, I, I, I do want to say something about what Jorge was saying because I totally shoot the scenes with the actors completely different from a suspense scene or a creature effects scene what a director has to do is hundred percent different because in a suspense scene or a creature effects moment, you have to build it with montage. So you're, you're building these little moments, which, you know, I, I made the mistake of doing on some shorter films early in my career. Doesn't work at all with acting with acting. I, I do have a shot list, but it's, it's rougher because really you're, you're there on set. You want to see what the actors are going to do. They're the, per- they're the people who are bringing it to life, right? They're your main collaborator there yeah. on that day. And really, the more you can get it in one moving master, the better yeah. the performance is going to be. Because if you're breaking it up and you're, you're cutting from here to here, well, guess what? That's 20 minutes later. Everyone's had their coffee. There's all yeah. this noise going Everything's on. Different. One of the things Everything's different. But, but you've learned this on, on your own, though. Like yeah. You guys have learned these yeah.
0: either from movies you've watched. That's or, right. I mean, yeah. I, it's almost like Mozart was a genius when he was a kid. It's like, are you just born with this kind of vision and able to to see this? No, you learn it. It's I think craft. it's a combination.
6: I, well I, I personally think it's a combination. Um, because sometimes what's on paper doesn't work on on the screen. And I stopped doing like um, storyboards and like shot lists and doing all those things because especially as a writer, a lot of my rewrites come while we're shooting, and I know actors hate that. I would come like the day we shot our scene. Mm-hmm. I give him ten pages, and I was like, "Here it is," like an hour before. He would give you ten new pages. <laughs> no we're way. gonna do this. No you know? He
3: came with some changes, but let me tell you. And something. I did changes as we were shooting. And again, with telenovelas, that's your life. Yeah. And, sure. again, life. Yeah. and sure. I started on telenovelas when I was fifteen. So you were lucky that he had that in, experience. Yeah. And I knew that you know I knew this because I know the body of work. Last minute, they give you fifteen pages. It's like You're shooting now. But wait a minute.
0: But it's also a huge versus. Then it's like it's the independent filmmaking world versus a studio. Let's. Yeah. Studios saw a trailer for Itzy Bitsy. Mm. Now you're going to get picked up by a huge studio. They're going to need all that. Oh yeah, and of course. Want all that. Yeah. So, it's but you see, my films are
6: not for studios. My films are to go to independent, to, to go to film festivals, yeah, Jorge, and if someone if likes them, it's going to come knocking. Well, one day, if that happens, hopefully you'll take. Then, you know, then, the then he'll do but that. But let me tell you yeah. something. I, I've been learning in the process now that I'm doing my third film, Sweet Caroline, with Patricia León. And you know my yes, cinematographer. I'm singing the title. My, song, yeah. my said, "You know what? You we need to plan realize. this. You know, I even have a producer now. I have a I have a production manager. I, have, I mean, I have all these. I don't even know what an assistant director does, but I have one now. Like he's like, just call me. You know, we're gonna get together. I have a makeup artist. Like I have this this all these people who are coming together to help me. And it's just like, okay, I didn't even know what a line producer was. Like honestly, I don't know these things, and I sound probably very ignorant right now. But I I just concentrated. I said, I want to make a thing, film, and I'm gonna do so it. And that's about, it. It's so weird
0: about like education. It's like okay education versus experience as an actor i want to know that my director and my team is is set they know the terms they know how to treat an actor right Mm -hmm. which is something like you guys are still doing and getting these great uh performances Mm -hmm. um i want to look at the 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 film we have about uh some of the practical effects which are not practically budget wise right what do you mean Using actual effects rather oh, yeah. than that's is, right, it's just not wise for an independent film. But you guys, well, they
4: say that, but I think they're wrong. Well, let's take yeah. a look because okay. you,
0: you literally get to see the physical uh difference. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> still Do you see the
4: legs coming in? Gets the best results of what you see on screen, has a believable quality, everything you're seeing it with actual light hitting How do they it move? in a space.
1: Uh, there's a variety of different puppets. Right there, that's when you really get that guttural reaction, not only from the audience, but from the actors, too. Walking, huh. crawling, jumping. Are you afraid of spiders?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <all> I like <laughs> to share my nightmares in with order people. To I read love read that. that <laughs> well, faces, I,
3: I, in, in Venezuela, really one of the really things about Venezuela is we have the biggest spiders in the world. Opening scene to arachnophobia was shot in Venezuela. Interesting.
4: You guys, look look at this heart piece. If you have the best artists in the world working, but it's so much more expensive. Look at, that's the spider leg. But that's Micah, amazing. you were so
0: right, though. When you see the leg go across the screen, you know if it's real or, or if it's not. That's right. Yeah.
4: And, and you can add to that with visual effects, but then you have a good base. You know, when, yeah. when I did post-production on other people's movies, we always recommended that they do everything they can practically first and then do but visual But it's so effects. expensive. It you know, could be the not, difference though. of
0: making the film or not making the film.
4: I mean, I guess that's true in some cases, but it's almost like if you don't have the right amount of money to make that movie, you either don't make that movie or you figure out a way.
0: So you know that Scorsese's
4: new film, reuniting De Niro
0: yeah, with I Harvey Keitel, yeah. bringing in Al Pacino, which I thought Al Pacino had worked with Scorsese, but that's that's not... Uh, no. He lost the Paramount deal because ah. he insisted that CGI do the younger versions of all the actors instead of oh, replacing interesting. them. interesting. So Netflix picked it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
4: of course. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Scorsese because, <laughs> you know, my my experience of Scorsese movies is they're so well-crafted. And one of the things I learned from him, which, you know, Jorge, you might have interest in this on your next movie, is he always says, you know, that planning doesn't actually mean that you have to stick to that yeah. on the day. You just I just, have I this just recently learned that. Yeah. Actually. You, so so yeah. I mean, you have this plan, but what's great is you have this plan, and then you can throw it out the window. Yeah. You can totally you throw can, it, it, it just out the have window. Have
6: something to fall back to, you know? Especially right. uh, worst uh, case because, scenario, it'll be like that. Right. Now that I'm working with a bigger crew, I have a responsibility to make sure that yeah. they understand what's happening, because I might understand, but you know, with Valentina, we run into this whole thing where like. They kept telling me, well, "We, you know, you know it because it's in your brain." But we don't know what you we're trying to do. Right, and right. and and you know, I understand. You know, we shot Valentina in seven days, which is insane. That's I mean, insane. we shot eighty pages. We in shot seven a weekend <laughs> with the family <laughs> in
1: eight days. Yeah. Wow. What? I mean,
6: wow.
5: Yep. Wow
6: fast that's gotta yeah. be crazy it's crazy it yeah. was yeah so now i'm preparing for for my next film i'm like i have a lookbook and i have a shot list and cool. I, have, Girl, I have a just storyboard calm down mm-hmm. and
0: enjoy uh, yeah today <laughs> <laughs>
5: i do have a quick question though this is something that i um as a really huge horror fan i get really excited every time i see new movies coming out or hear about them coming to netflix and this and that and a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, they're very disappointing, they're yeah. not scary, and right. it just it leaves something to be desired, where I'm like, oh, this would have been so good, except especially with my background in ghost hunting, a lot of times I watch it and it, mm. like, I connect to it on some level and then I either go, wow, that character is way too brave, mm-hmm. I would have been a wussy at this point, yeah. or yeah. I wait so what for you, as a filmmaker, makes you go, okay, I this to me is scary, this to me is horror and it's not it's something that you think question. is going to like fall short or be considered that cheesy yeah. horror movie. Or like well, it, it that it put so while.
4: many jump starts yeah. into it, and it didn't no. mean it was a scary film. You know, we we, we, we really put in the time, and, and I think that's something you hear a lot of filmmakers talk about how clever they were in writing the script in two weeks or whatever. And, you know, I think crafting something good takes time. Yeah. It does. Uh, yeah. You have to have the right team. You have to have the right script. You have to be confident in what you're making. And so, I mean, we rewrote this script at least three times. And I mean by rewriting it, tearing it completely down, and building the whole thing back up. Because it was really easy to come up with suspenseful, scary spider things. But, you know. But the story is so much more. But the story is more than that. It's a family dynamic. That's right. And and so we we wanted to tie it in with that and ground the horror (laughs) in that way. And um, and so once I came up with this idea that the spider is kind of this dark mirror reflection of our main character, suddenly we had something to juxtapose those scenes with. And so we have all those spider touchstone moments, you know, the things that creep you out about spiders like texture you, uh, like mm-hmm. like texture and or or you smashed one and you thought it was dead and suddenly it's gone mm-hmm. yeah. right that's scary yeah. yeah or or having it be in your bed or having it be in your bathroom you know I the had the scarier things <laughs> in <laughs> so my bed I would tell you that but I'm going to be
5: crying and running around my house with a kind of Raid well, afterwards well that's <laughs> what it should do you know, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, cause there's a difference when you're watching something and they have the the scare task because you, you watch it once and then that's it cuz then you know when like the scary whatever is going right. to jump up but then there's something that you can watch again and again and and you're still uncomfortable after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and part of
4: what brings me back to these types of movies is the characters if the characters are are people that I like or I'm interested in. Or you care about. Or you care about. Right? That's why if there's a
1: psychological or emotional component to the terror or the suspense or the horror, that's always better than just some boo moment because who cares? Anyone can do that.
4: Absolutely. And that
0: goes for every film, which is what I was talking about with Valentina. We needed to see this character have a few jokes and and relax as a a person. Yeah. And I know that Jaws is one of your uh,
4: inspirations too. Yeah. Yeah, I love Jaws.
0: You know, Jaws is so little about the shark, and it's about
1: the dynamic. Well, and, it
3: changed the way the you looked at the ocean for I the
4: rest seen of your it, life. But I heard that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people never went <laughs> well, to like, it. it. doesn't even your come out or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've never <laughs> seen it. Yeah.
1: You've never seen Jaws? No, Are you we're kidding? checking. Yeah, everybody, everybody missed Jaws. that Jaws. joke. By the way, I made that joke. What moment. did you say? I said, oh, well,
0: the swimsuit changed your view of. But I also want to talk to filmmakers. You know, filmmakers think, I've filmed something great. Everybody should watch it. You have to work and work. And Jorge, no. you know that. You have to sell, 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 sell. I want to watch a very fun way that you raised money. Mm. And you have to work your contacts. You have to work every angle. Let's take a few moments to look at this Kickstarter.
1: Is that Andy Dick?
0: Oh, yes. Let's watch a few moments <laughs> of this. Yes.
2: Ah! I'm
0: itsy bitsy. Oh, Hello, Andy Jack.
4: <laughs> I need you to be the spider. Hey. Yeah. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm. Right.
4: <clears throat> <laughs> Stop. I'm not seeing it, Andy.
0: I see you,
4: Micah. Or one of those
0: holes Oh my
4: God. I'm actually not getting paid very well, but I come in. <laughs> hey, Andy. <laughs> what? Got the script for you? Oh, buddy. great. Okay, good. Yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you too. I don't need a f-ing script. Do you want my notes so far? Not really. This. Pure shit. This is gonna be a f- nightmare, I can feel it. <laughs> and Why didn't I get my own script? This one is for Bruce Davison, who's that?
0: Oscar f- award PA? winner or nominee. Academy Award
4: nominee. <laughs> yep. Don't know him. You wanna be ready now? We can be ready right now. That'd be great.
0: Great. You guys Hi. need to
4: watch the whole, it's like a three minute, like you minute time. Right. That right. looks so hilarious. Get it, into that physicality.
1: Is he in the movie?
4: No, no, he's Is he a friend of yours? This yeah, is... he's a friend. And we, we kind of came up with this idea of, you know, the the, the, the the skit was based on, oh, we we went to the height of technology, we were going to use motion capture, and then Andy Dick comes in as a spider, and it's a, and it's a disaster. Mm. <laughs> but
0: it's so funny Gotta because it allows you to interact with a different audience. Yeah, right. That's going to look at the trailer then for the final film and be like, oh, that's
4: Yeah, well, that's so, so many that's filmmakers cool. on Kickstarter, you know, I... I understand because I am one. It's like you're so passionate about this thing you made, and it's so serious, and your life depends on it. But you know, I think people want to know that you have a sense of humor about it too, and so that's why we did this.
0: Jorge, the question I got for you yeah. is that you give such deep retelling of women's lives. You are a little gay. <laughs> you don't feel the need to tell LGBT stories.
6: I, I feel the need of telling stories that are important. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that LGBT well, stories it. I'm are not important that and send it to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> you know but um, but I'm really inspired by women. I mean we come Aren't from all gay uh, men
0: though Judy Garland. Uh, w- we Eliza all come Vanilla. from a
6: woman you know and it's just like um, I don't know if I said this before but you know particularly our mothers you know she my mom mm-hmm. went through a shit life with my father and she never showed that and to me she's one of the best actresses because she always gives a smile Mm. and to me that's like uh, there's so many layers some moms are not good though well um, I'm sorry for those moms I feel like that's (laughs) highlighted in
5: enough movies though so to highlight the positive role models that people have now Now,
6: not that I won't do a story about a gay or a lesbian or you know LGBTQ but you don't feel the pressure though but I will when I have the right story because I I do like to think about what I'm going to write and what I'm going to put out and one thing that I don't like is, you know, telling stereotypes. I, I mm-hmm. just don't, I, I don't For like. Or sensationalism. That.
0: That's such a great answer. I don't like tokenizing yeah. things, you know? Hmm.
4: Yeah, and it's great when I it comes really, from yeah. the story naturally, you know? When that like when I did Strange Wants
6: Love, people. the only reason it worked is because I jumped in to do it, you know? But I. I don't think I would ever do something like that again
1: well the worst thing a filmmaker I think can do is do th- something that they think they should do or it's, are supposed yeah, mm-hmm, to do instead yeah. of what is actually authentic and passionately wanting wanting to come and be expressed through them and you know
6: what's interesting Every th- every time I write something I write if um, like for instance Valentino was a man and then I turned it into a woman that's my process oh, I of didn't writing. know that in fact uh, no that's the my process I got yeah. was,
0: what is your writing process my
6: writing process is that I always start with um, a story telling it from a men's pr- men's uh, perspective, a man's perpe- perspective. And then I turned into a woman. Hmm. I don't know why, but I always do that. Yeah. So like the script would that's be very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think the name was um, Eduardo. I remember for for Valentina and then I changed it and that was and then it was Teresa and then it went to Valentina. But it started as a man and then it became a woman. That's for, even for Blue Line Station and for Sweet Caroline. Like Every time I start writing something, the lead is a man who becomes. But you've captured such moments that are are so women driven.
0: So that ha- are how powerful. do women and, feel
1: about your? Yeah,
6: because I I would feel those. Well, slower. I mean, so far I I've got nothing but good feedback, and I and mm-hmm. I, I like that because. um I get all these emails and you know DMs. It's like I want to work with you. I want to do this and and that's really really awesome because um, I recently got a uh, a DM from Brie Larson, which was kind of cool. What? Wow! And, uh, and I thought it was so awesome. She's okay, everybody. Like, everybody, <laughs> calm down. Just say, like, everybody, you have freaked no out. idea how, how, okay. how cool mm-hmm. that was. I mean, it was it, it wasn't pertaining to, to film. You don't like it was Brie about, Larson? You know something no, I'm totally else? But then oh, okay. it led to the conversation to film and and then she saw my trailer and I was like, oh wow, that's amazing. So I you know I don't know. That's cool. I saw Leonard Nemo. at a so movie you screening. That's
5: what you said that when you start writing, mm-hmm. like everything starts off as the perspective as a man, and then yeah. when you're done, you transfer it to a female. See, it's as a woman actress,
0: I don't think I would be good with that. It'd be like, oh, I meant this character to be straight, but since you're gay, play it. I think you're well. jumping the guns. like I've, you know I've read your
3: scripts, obviously, yeah. and they're so rich and they so are very th- th- rich. I mean the moments and, and I love how his characters go from moment to moment to moment to moment and and it it just feels natural. Mm-hmm. it just it's not forced and they're again, very, very, very rich.
0: Everything about uh, your projects, Jorge, are mm-hmm. so carefully thought from the music, from uh, the shots. Let's take a look at Valentina and and let's
2: mm-hmm.
0: let's get a glimpse of your world. Rated R. <coughs> For Enrique's lisp. That's <laughs> <laughs> that? not me. no, that's, no that's, that's, that's not the oh. Oh no.
4: Si, soy yo.
5: Sí, está bien.
0: Disculpe, ¿a qué hora va a ser? Again, the music is beautiful. Yo me como
5: el que me gusta y así
0: me
3: pagan
0: y me lo disfruto. ¿Y si te gusta?
3: Lo que sí deberías probar, no, no. No probar. No, no, no,
0: no, no,
2: no, no.
1: ¿Tú qué
3: crees que
2: yo pago la renta y todo con lo que hago aquí? Esto es un cover
6: una mueblería.
1: A mí me dijeron que la iban a traer de
5: Nogales hasta mi casa y para eso me cobraron cinco mil dólares. Señor, eso es como en 10 horas. Yo no le puedo conseguir esa cantidad de dinero. Por favor, señor, se lo suplico. Oh, oh,
6: God. 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 ¿Qué? Necesito el dinero en efectivo, por favor. ¿Por qué no te puedo
0: dar? Coño, ¿por qué no?
6: ¿A dónde vamos? ¿Qué vas a llevar a dónde está mi hija? ¡Mamá eso! ¡Muévete! No me
5: toques. ¿Ah? ¡No me toques! ¡Ah! ¡No! ¡Mata, mi imbécil! Párate. Bájate del coche. Bájate del coche, papá. ¿qué te pasa? ¡Bájate del coche! No estoy jugando.
4: It's it's just like
6: everything, but nobody taught you that. No. Wait. So I mean, I watch a lot of films, but yeah.
1: How yeah. do you change a male character into a female character? Well, what does know, that mean? Exactly? To me, it's just
6: more um, of a mental thing to make the woman stronger, because I feel like there's this misconception of that men are stronger than women, which I don't think it's true. But as a writer, it helps me with the process to remember not to, um, not to write women so vulnerable all the time. One of my mentors, Kim Cresson, who was nominated for an Oscar for *Before Sunset*, she said, "If I'm sick and tired of reading scripts where men write and the woman is broken but happy inside, and it's just uh, mm. that's why I do, I, th- it <laughs> helps me not to do that because to me, if I give that to an actress, I don't want to I don't want to offend them. You know, I don't want them to think that I'm just this man who wants who wants to write stuff for women because he wants to feel better about himself. What well, is it more
4: personal for you
6: writing it that way? Yeah, it is yeah. too, and it helps me come up with stories. Um, I recently wrote uh, another script. I'm writing a script and um. I try to do it the way where, like, the woman, like, she's, you know, from the beginning. But it mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really yeah. work.
5: So when you're doing it <clears throat> from a man's perspective at first, are you kind of seeing the whole story through your eyes, essentially, and then kind of transferring it over to someone that you would kind of, like, identify as a woman that you knew growing up or somewhat, like an idea that yes. you had? Yes. Yes
6: and no. But I think mostly too is because um, – I like to push boundaries in the sense where like there's things that women shouldn't do or wouldn't do. And then men would do it and they would be okay if they did it. So I like to play around with that a lot. Like here, she pulls out a gun and she like, well, I won't tell you You guys should come watch it. (laughs) But, but you know, um, she, she does that. And, and, and I feel like if a woman did it, um, just in, in real life, she would be punished. Like, 10 times worse than a man would because, you know.
1: Speaking of which, I don't know how many of you in this room are aware of this, but the Equal Rights Amendment was never ratified back in the 1980s. So women do not have equal rights. They do not exist in the U.S. Constitution. Mm. We are two states away from getting it actually ratified, believe it or not. Way Mm. back when with the women's suffrage movement, that never actually happened. Everyone assumes that the Equal Rights Amendment got ratified. My friend Camila Lopez did a documentary. It's called Equal Means Equal about the entire issue and why it is so important for women to have equal rights in the constitution. It's actually now legal to discriminate against women and pay women less. All every level of discrimination against women. So Hmm. Hmm. if if you are interested, go to iTunes and watch the film. It's phenomenal. It's called Equal Means Equal.
3: Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. Because
1: we are learning
0: so much. (laughs) Honestly, I need to talk about your social life. Mm-hmm. I got this email from, yes, you too.
1: <laughs> when you're
0: so involved with your industry and filming, you don't have time, really. I know that you're happily married.
1: No, I'm not. I'm happily not married and oh. with someone. I'm going to oh. fire oh no. my <laughs> researcher, which <laughs> is me. I was married in 2013. Now I'm happily Divorced from him and happily dating someone else. Yay! Oh, Yay. <laughs>
0: but when when we work on something so with our passion, mm-hmm. it's so hard for somebody else to realize. Like, yeah, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not not want to spend time with you unless they're an artist. This is our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Unless they're also an artist. Or you know, unless they husband. really love you. Never
6: date an artist yeah. though. Well, you t- yeah,
3: <laughs> I think that that's when you know you're with the right person. Yeah my when
5: husband mm-hmm. is oh sorry yeah. go no, ahead no again I mean <laughs> no, I would love to hear this because I get
0: yeah. this question so many times it's like it's hard to date in the industry Yeah. You, when you get that support you know my
3: husband is great about it and he understands I have to go away sometimes you know when we're shooting in Miami and uh, you know for months sometimes and we'll fi- we figure it out but as long as you have the trust
6: there you shouldn't have, be a problem you have the, the I don't like I don't really know your husband but you guys have the best relationship from what I've seen yeah and that's something that you look forward to. I mean i i wish I had, I had to have that one day because i think it's awesome because oh, he's not in the industry right no you guys are completely opposite and you know that's what i'm saying when you love someone and you trust that person it, it just depends
1: on the person yeah then. it depends
3: on the person exactly i
5: think when you love somebody you just support them and you hope that they Correct. succeed my husband mm. is not involved in any of my industries but he's at all of my shows mm. i know was great at the last bell Book and candle i was backstage with a bunch of other dancers we were all naked getting ready my husband's knocking on the dressing room door like hey so one of the customers has this question i swear i'm not looking (laughs) yeah and i stopped and i went wow like not only are you cool with me like taking my clothes off on stage but you're respectful enough to like sit here support the show help me run it smoothly and and still not be a jerk about it when i'm surrounded by all of these really gorgeous women and he's just like let me let me help you and not look at the same time and i think it's really cool like you have to have that that love and that trust and just want to see your partner succeed. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I only seem to be attracted to artists. So that's who I
3: do. That's be. great. Which I, I would, you would think it's great, right? Because it kind of like it speak works, your language. It works for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wait, uh, I want to know what Chris thought of a weekend with the family. I liked it. Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> it's the only
0: time he like became animated. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> hey, you guys, this has been so fun. We end every show with Rapid Fire Five. Who wants to go first? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. You just have that. to answer oh th- <laughs> question. Okay.
1: I'll go first. Yay.
0: What is the worst hosted TV show that you watch now you're like, oh my god, that's so bad.
1: Uh the voice.
0: I totally oh. agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your worst stand-up <laughs> experience?
1: Uh, at my twenty-year Yale reunion, because no one told me there would be children, little children there. Yikes!
0: Trailer. Personal must-haves, not like oh, uh, like cologne or anything.
1: Um.
0: Like your personal
1: green tea, healthy snacks.
0: <laughs> no, your personal must-haves.
1: What do you mean? Oh, what I b- what I bring myself. Oh, not the rider. I see. Um, <laughs> I like guess I need uh, a picture of my
0: family or something.
1: <laughs> no, that's I do not I don't. I don't have a. S- I don't have a question. Uh, an answer for that. Sorry. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, oh God. What stereotype have you portrayed that you think is spot on?
1: Um, Korean Christian church women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is so weird. I always figured like Koreans were like not Christian.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's so crazy. Hugely, But at church, you know, the, the middle-aged Korean women who were sort of like sumo wrestlers, they would come up and they, they would just say, oh, I hear you boyfriend dump you. Sorry. Oh, you have a big <laughs> people. Oh, I, you wear same dress last week. Oh, you're getting fat, but they smile. So you think, wait, was that okay? You walk away and you go, I don't feel good. <laughs> Who
0: would play you in a movie, regardless of race?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Anybody we else want to chime in?
0: That's a cool question. I don't know. Uh, yeah.
3: Regardless
1: of race, who would play me in a movie? Which uh, is so strong, no, no, you're just so no. strong. You're
3: just so like... Oh, Gael Garcia. Oh, oh, that's actually
0: a really good answer.
1: Thank yeah. you. I love that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Please
0: tell us about Randy Furman and... Yes. Okay,
1: so in 2011, I was given six months to live uh, from stage four breast cancer, and I Oh, she made a...
0: She was so vocal about it.
1: I went on Facebook, and I said, I'm going to make this my bitch and fist it in the ass, which I did, and so I completely turned it around I, using Western medicine, Eastern alternative, holistic, revolutionary treatments, illegal treatments. I changed my lifestyle, what I eat, what I drink, what I think. I learned spiritual lessons. My main lesson was that... I had spent all, every woman I know who has or had breast cancer specifically, has spent their whole lives saving and taking care of and rescuing and fixing and nurturing everyone else but not taking care of themselves. So I had to learn how to slow down and stay still and come out of the cancer closet and ask for and receive help. In Asian culture, it's seen as disgusting to admit that you have a problem. You're supposed to go, oh no, everything perfect. I'm very healthy. Don't worry. Right? But we are only as sick as our secrets. Mm -hmm. I kept it in the closet for five years, and I wasn't getting better. As soon as I came out of the cancer closet, my heart cracked open. I received a tsunami of love and I was literally loved back to life. Now I am completely cancer free and I'm having a full circle moment where my friend Randy Furman, who is your friend too, has recently come out of the closet again because he's gay, but now he's come out of the pancreatic cancer closet. He is about to undergo six months, he's he's just started six months of chemotherapy. He needs our help, he lives in Los Angeles, he's a wonderful human being. So there is a drag queen bingo at Hamburger Mary's fundraiser for him on Monday, October 16th. It's 20 bucks at the door. You just have to make a reservation. You go on Brown Paper Tickets. I can send you the link and you can post it perhaps. And it's the funnest It's so much it's fun. Event event. It's so And amazing. Amazing. I am if calling. Never Drake, done it, gay, right, whatever. I'm yes. Ca- I'm calling the bingo numbers. Roxy Wood is the drag queen. It's going to be so much fun. And also I, I set up an online fundraiser him on Go Get Funding to help him pay his bills for the next six months, and his medical bills. And so the fact that not only am I alive, but I am now giving to him what I got to be on the receiving end of feels phenomenal.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) all right. That was rapid fire. (laughs) Like another episode. Uh, Who wants to go next? I'll go. Jorge. Movie you've seen more than ten times. Black Swan,
6: a hundred and ninety-eight times. What is your yeah yeah? It's and I write it down every time.
0: Uh, Your day of filming ritual before you get to set. What is your ritual?
6: I eat and what what do you eat? (sighs) Anything I can get my hands on. (laughs) Like a foot long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) though.
0: Most overrated movie ever made.
6: American Hustle. I said that last time when I was here too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Most, <laughs> embarrassing
0: <coughs> Most embarrassing song
6: on your playlist. Most embarrassing song my playlist. Um, oh my god. I don't know something something by Britney Spears probably. Celebrity crush. Kate Blanchett. Oh.
4: Michael.
0: Yeah. You could go back and direct any film in a time machine. What would it be?
4: Hmm. Mean direct someone else's film, like re- make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <Jeez. laughs> you you guys, wait a, a minute. I'm going to be terrible at this, by the way. Um, These are
1: hard to answer quickly. I just have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know what, what? What is, I is happening? He's coming I over. I to, I he is I leaving. Oh, is this a pause? Be. Are we pausing Ste- it? Stephanie's taking, is, over. Is oh, Stephanie is is taking over. over. Oh, Stephanie's
5: oh, is taking over. Oh, Stephanie's taking over. So, what? I'm curious, Mr. Mr. Horror Movie over here. Yes, yes. Stephanie wants to know what would it be.
4: What would what be? What, the, wait, what would oh, you, the movie does it have to be a horror film
5: or any film? Just any film.
4: Um, I'd redirect Amityville Horror. I think that could be a better oh, wow. one. Me so and Stephanie's vote
5: for that one. Yes. So, okay, so uh, after a day of shooting, what is your ritual that you wind down, you take away from y- your characters and everything that you've got going on? How do you become you again? What do you do? Hmm.
4: I, I mainly just try to get to sleep if I can. It's it's usually been such a long day that sleeping is nice if it's possible. So
5: is it is it's not an issue then to like try and detach, get back in your own head after being there? You just kind of no. like I'm just tired. No. Usually
4: I'm preparing for the next day, so I'm going over my list of the next day and making sure that I'm not going to screw that up. So it's I have like a lot of pure, nervousness.
5: Pure exhaustion. You're yeah, just I mean, like, I'm w- done. W- I'm on the pillow.
4: it's it's a funny feeling because when I'm on set, I'm fine, but everything leading up to that moment is stressful, and then. When I'm on set, it's almost like nothing can go wrong.
5: Gotcha. So, Ste- And then the last question. Stephanie just needs to know, because she's hoping to be a celebrity her- uh, herself one day. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Uh,
4: Jessica Chastain.
2: Oh,
1: that's a good Ooh. one. That's, that's, a cool. great crush? one. Yeah. that's a great oh, one. That's a great one. You I have to apologize. See her in the she's
6: great. She's beautiful. She, did you yeah. see? Um, but she's
3: not brilliant. like a
0: sex symbol.
3: My God, I
6: th- no. totally she's think innate. she's sexy. Miss Sloan. Love. I loved her in Miss Sloan. I think she was so hot there. I loved yeah.
1: her in The Help. Oh, that was a good one, too. She's fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, she, she, really she was fantastic. fantastic I would and sleep, with her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would sleep with her. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so sorry I had to run off. I'm on a new diet. And in case you know, I've lost a few pounds. But it means like, I have to go at that time. We're going to go around the room and we're going to uh, tell our listeners where they can find us. Thank you, Chris, by the way, for putting Thanks up us. Thanks, Chris. Yay,
1: Chris. Yay. You don't play applause for yourself? There you go.
0: <laughs> it's you, Hornet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately thought about you and the awkward oh, wait, silent pause. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. <laughs>
6: say. Okay, what do I say? What? what? Where to find me? Oh, okay, you can find me at Jorge Cholalpa Jr. And that's J-R- <laughs> For our English listeners, yeah, that's you have to spell that. Yes, J O R G E X O L A L P A J R and that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Yeah.
1: You can watch me starring in A Weekend with the Family on Netflix. You can see my new movie called Till Death Do Us Part with Taye Diggs that's in yes. theaters right now. Yep. Yay. You can w- uh, listen to my new podcast. It's called Love Stop with my best friend Vanessa Marcel on SoundCloud or iTunes. Love Stop, all one word. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-W-H-A-N-G. Also, my birthday was Thursday, and I had a big party for myself on Yeah, the I Monday wasn't invited, night. by the way. Uh, <sighs> Next time. I saw Everybody. Happy birthday <laughs> next time but what I want to say is this I decided when I reflect on my life and on my birthday uh, it occurs to me that at funerals people give eulogies and say these wonderful things about the person but they're dead and they don't get to hear it and so I think that mm-hmm. people should do what I call a y-o-u logy, a eulogy write a eulogy to somebody who you really love and and read it to them while they're alive so Cheers. they get to hear yeah. how you I feel about that. them. I saw that That's on great. your
0: uh, mm. on your social media. I just want to put, put it out it there was, as an great. idea. I think it would be a great thing. Especially with like what's going on with the world. Yes. Like, yeah. You never
1: know when your time is up. That's what we're finding out right now. You just mm-hmm. never know when you're not going to see the person again. Right. right. And In yeah. the inter- really
0: entertainment to to industry we you know we figure people know that they love us and we love them but it's like we never really take the minute right to just yeah. and
1: when my boyfriend and I when we are either of us is leaving the house for any length of time we will come to each other and say just in case I never see you again and we have a moment because what's his f- phone number <laughs> 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 Because the worst thing that you could do you hear this happen all the time where oh my god the last thing I said or the last communication we had was just not okay and then the person's gone so
4: that's nice. so that's what we do that's lovely my name is Micah Gallo and you can go to m-i-c-a-h-g-a-l-l-o dot com which forwards to Kickstarter you can also check out Itsy Bitsy on Kickstarter and we have a Facebook fan page I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram etc and we definitely need people's support
0: and here's the thing I'm just gonna do a final push you are in the final moments That's of right. fundraising and you're so close yeah you guys saw the trailer here it's just it looks amazing we yeah oh, we <laughs> the just price out, you looks. would pay for your movie mm. 20 bucks in LA just just give it to yeah we've got cool prizes
4: it's you know easy. Matthew Peek who did the poster for all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies we just released that poster today uh, it's hand painted. That's awesome. It's That's pretty awesome. amazing Congrats. and exciting. It's, and, it's on the screen, and uh, yeah, wow. so we're we're very excited. You guys make and, this film happen. Yeah, thank you,
0: thanks
3: yeah. Alexander. Um, with me, uh, my name Enrique Zapini. I'm on all social media under Enrique Zapini, and then you can catch me from Monday to Fridays at 7 p.m. on Estrella TV, on Rica Famosa Latina, whoop, whoop. messing stuff all over the place with crazy boobs. T- Beloved Chess Women.
4: <laughs> and, he just said boobs again. Yeah, I know. Boobs. it, it I makes we me agreed so so on uncomfortable. chesticles. <laughs> and chesticles. In agreement it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh, if you're in the L.A. area, come visit us on Friday at the premiere of Valentina at the Marinella Ray Film Festival. It's this Friday? This Friday. Oh, it's gonna I'm be the screening. moderator. I'm going to ask you. And earlier. we're going to have a great Q&A questions. with uh, you know, this gentleman over here moderating. So you c- use the word gentleman? Yeah, oh, thank. You. I'm shocked. <laughs>
6: um So come check us out. Oh, and real quick, sorry. We have a promo code Valentina. Where you buy one ticket and get one free. So yes. if you go on the on the Facebook page and you buy a ticket,
0: bring your hot friend so I can flirt.
6: Which hot friend?
0: <laughs> the people that are bringing the extra one.
6: Which yeah. one? The ones with the big boobs. Extra ticket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the
5: ones I'll bring with all the big boobs are for me. Don't worry, I'll share. <laughs> So you can find me at intuitiveshauna.com dot com um, on the Instagram and Twitter handle intuitive S H A N A. You can also catch me on the third Wednesday of every month at Bell Book and Candle where I dance and MC, where we bring uh, witches, ghosts, witchcraft and boobs <laughs> 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 it, together. It, so
0: Breastises. <laughs> Breasticles. No. Okay. That's a little. makes you feel good.
1: That. It's all good. <laughs> Where can we find Stephanie? Does she have her own pages?
5: You guys are going to make her head get big. Oh, now hell. I need to. I already have an Instagram for the dog. Now I need one for the doll. Yeah. The other dolls at home are going to get upset. Oh, no. Wait, there's
6: haunted. more than one doll? Yes,
5: there's oh, haunted no. table legs. Do you know how hard it's going to be to promote an Instagram for haunted table legs? I need your help now. You I'll help you. Let's All make right. a film. Let's make a film. Yeah. The yes. tabletop is not haunted. I am just so oh my God, it's like, just like, And they're from Pennsylvania. They're transplants. They're just no, listen. They're I am so needy. serious. I want to
6: make a film with you. <laughs> we have to make a film. About All right.
0: That. Let's close let's this girl. up. Jorge is now doing films for everybody. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. Oh. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Such energy. Thank you, Mama Rose in the chat room. Um, every show is so different And thank you for appreciating our diversity Follow us on social media uh, I love you guys Happy Halloween We'll see yeah. you next Tuesday Happy Halloween This has been On the Rocks with Alexander Every Tuesday at 7pm On Universal Broadcasting Network Find me on Facebook On On the Rocks Radio Show Tweet me or Instagram me At On the Rocks On Air See you next Tuesday